This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Yeah, I'm Jared. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're hanging out in the park, podcasting about podcasting about podcasts, but who pods mm. the podsters? As we watch Spine 360 in the Criterion Collection, William Greaves' Symbiopsycho Taxoplasm from 1968. But first, RJ, did you ever think yes. in your life that you'd be spending a Wednesday evening every week for several years, and on one of those nights you'd be learning the word, saying the word of Symbiopsycho Taxoplasm? Uh, there are a few things I can think of that I would, uh, rather do less. Um, I think the biggest problem is that when you, when you're young, you think you're going to be this thing when you grow up and then you grow up and then you realize that life isn't, life isn't fair. Do you think there's kids out there that look up the podcasters and go, man, I want to be one so bad. I'm sure someone dad, looks up to like dad, Joe Rogan. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be like Joe Rogan. I want I want to tell people how it is. Yeah, he's getting dad, like dad, his can opinion. I, dad, hurt. can I get a blue Yeti? Oh, what? And I, a need Yeti a, mug? I, I need a mixer. I gotta get a mixer. Oh, pop, pop, pop filter. Ooh, do those work? Uh, they work pretty good, actually. Uh, no, see, I, I, there is a compare. You compare our. Uh, our sweet, beautiful audio to when people mm. don't have a pop filter. Whew. Dis- I mean, it's, it's just... disgusting. I mean, it's like when people belch into microphones uh, on the air or just start cracking their necks and twisting their ankles. Yeah, <laughs> Jared, Jared, that's um, oh, RJ, that's I, what we call I, uh, ASMR. Well, that you, and, you ever know about? And that? when I went, oh, that's me going in my pants. That's my. <laughs> how did you know that was my kink? Well, Jarrett, I just assume that all of the vile things are in some <laughs> yeah. some way well, your you, thing. You, you just keep it up over there. <laughs> I've got more, there's more where that came from. For, came. for King? Came. Oh. How's your week been? How hot is it? Not bad. It was actually pretty nice. A nice stroll over to Taco Time. Uh, this week, oh. much better than last week's walk to taco time, when it was like 33 degrees and just felt like you were baking in an oven. Uh, unlike a deep fryer, which is where you usually like your food to you be. Know, some some would like right that. Here? That's right. That's where my Mexi fries go. Not, Ooh. But I know some some people, some types out there, they use air to fry their food. And it's just like, that's, that's just, true. That's just nonsense. Have, have you got one yet? No. <laughs> It it makes pretty premium tater tots. Yeah. What what have you been air frying this week? Well, Jerry, on Sunday we made chicken parm. What? And uh, chicken we, parm? We 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 made chicken parms, and uh, we don't uh, we don't cook them in the sauce because then it just gets soggy. I've never understood that about chicken parms. Why it's like, you know, they'll bread it, they'll go to the trouble of frying it, and then they just throw it into a sauce, and like cook it. And it's just like, well, you might as well not have breaded it. So uh, we make the chicken parms, we bread them and we cook them up, and then uh, we just have the sauce on the side, so you can dunk, Duncan style. Mm. Uh, so the first night they were quite good, and then uh, all the nights after we were like, how are we going to replicate that fresh, crisp feeling 
of fresh, crisp chicken farm. So I was throwing them in the air fryer, and uh, they came out pretty good. Pretty good, Jared. Yeah. Pretty pretty real good. Pretty so, uh, that's real all, good. That's all we were doing this week was uh, reheating chicken parms. Wow. But wow. Some people say that that is uh, exactly what kids grow up to dream about. Air fryers? Yeah, it's that they eat chicken parm for three or four days in a row, and they're just using their air fryer to uh, facilitate wow. that process. Well, I mean... The, the way things are going in society, uh, maybe that is all they're going to have to look forward to. That, well, Jared, that, we that, live that in a society. Be, that will be a, a lofty goal. Yeah, we do live in a society, Jared. Uh, some some say. Some say. Uh, what what would you air fry this week if if you could? Um, I would air fry news about like a a darker edge to the character Harley Quinn that's apparently oh. in, in the works. How 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 much darker could you get? She's already like the darkest timeline. No, she's not though. She's not. No. Wow. I mean, why would they possibly be exploring that avenue if it were already the case? But I don't like my comic characters dark. I like them to have like a bit of like a twisted edge, but like also lighthearted. Like, what do you uh, call it Twizzy? Uh, Glizzy. Have you heard of Glizzy? That's that's been going around a lot this week. It has it. I heard a kid call a hot dog a glizzy. No, you... they said you getting your glizzy, and they were talking. I saw they were talking about a hot dog. Well, I mean, so IGN reported some eleven hours ago, Gotham Knights's Harley Quinn is a unique take on the classic character, an older, wiser, more frightening individual, entering the third act of her supervillain career. We spoke to the developers to find out how and why they made this new Harley. I mean, and one do of the, things like that need justification? The, one of the uh, fir- first comments that you'll read is someone going, I'm here for it. Oh, did anyone say this with an arrow pointing up no, and or down? I do think that one's been retired for the time being. Okay. So I just looked it up. Urban Dictionary has a glizzy as a hot dog. And huh. the quote they use is, damn, that glizzy was good. Mo exclamation point. Now we've we've talked hot dogs before, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just isn't hot dog good enough? I think hot dogs are good enough on their own. I mean, I like putting hot dogs in other things sometimes. But, 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 like, but if you ever felt, man, I wish I could call this by a different name. I mean, Glizzy is not bad. Kind of, it rolls right off the tongue. And I could, you kind of like a hot dog. Yeah, you could just, just well, do they roll off the tongue? Hot dogs. I mean, if you're doing it right. If you're doing it right, and how's that? Well, it's uh, I we're not in the ASMR portion of this podcast yet. <laughs> that's a that's a Patreon exclusive, so we'll have to uh, halt well, uh, recording and move well, over to the well, private channel. The uh, Glizina will have to let us know weigh in. The the Glizin. Uh, my week, Jared. My week was fine so yeah. far. Thus far, yeah. thus far, sweet. I did chores, and uh, that's it. Well, I don't know if you know this, or yeah, if you've read a newspaper lately, but uh, I can't read. This podcast is once again linked to the death of someone. Who did we glizzy on now? Well, we didn't. We didn't do anything. 
It was one of our dear listeners, though. So he gave them oh. a, a platform to to kill. Uh, yeah, I saw Rob Eagle's person. kill count went up. Yep, it did. Yeah. It ticked up. I think uh, he, he'll probably have an email about it uh, yeah. later on. But yeah, Rob Eagle said last week, the Queen. I don't think the Queen's doing well. Um, and here we, what, here 12 we are. hours later? Well, I'd say that, yeah, uh, Rob wrote, I'm a bit worried about Her Majesty. And look at that. Not, yeah, not 12 hours later. Well, Jared, who are you going to talk about tonight that you have ill ill will for? Well, I can't talk about Godard anymore. Uh, I think people are confused. That guy's been dead for years. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, like, I think what it was was, do you, do you remember... Um, that movie high school high with john lovitz yep that was his last movie and he died filming it <laughs> died. so like wow well someone you should update imdb i will i will i'll update wikipedia too you know you can just alter wikipedia pages so was he in the movie or did he direct it well see that's where people get a little confused he was the inspiration for the movie and he tried directing it but he's too old so he was he 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 was in like a couple scenes. He's a, he's one of the students. Okay. He's wearing a backwards hat and he's got a skateboard. Ah. And he said, "Let's gliz it up, glizoids." Mm-hmm. And then he rolls around eating hot dogs. <laughs> Some have said it's one of the best features of a, a prominent director in cinema. Some. <laughs> Some, well, I don't want to say everyone. Like, I know some people are like, "What about Spike Lee and do the right thing?" And it's just like, "Yeah, he's pretty good." But like, high school have you seen high. Goddard? Yeah, have you seen High School High? There's, it's a different world, my man. My man. So yeah, they're killing people. Oh, uh, so yesterday, one annoying thing was um, our Amazon Fire Stick became disconnected somehow. Okay. And we have you ever had to reset one of those things? Uh, it is a major pain in the ass. Yeah, setting it up is a pain in the ass too. And then when you do have those disconnections, it's it's yeah. it's frustrating. Cause you're like, I don't want to be doing this. I just I just want to be watching. I don't know Home Improvement. I just want to watch Master Chef Australia and Home Improvement. Yeah. So you have to like unplug the TV, and then unplug, or you have to unplug the Fire Stick and unplug it from the TV. And then you have to hold three buttons in the remote for a minute. Yep. And then you have to take the battery out. And then you have to plug the TV in for a minute. And then you plug in the remote a minute later. And then you have to hold a separate ba- Like, there, there's all these things to it. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then you turn to the camera and said, there has to be an easier uh, way. Easier way. Yeah. And, and then, it- then you got a new TV again. Ooh, yeah. If the fire stick goes, we'll just throw the TV out. Just Give start those, fresh. Uh, yeah, like a TCL Roku have a deal for well, roku roku's got that the exclusive rights to that weird owl movie weird so, weird yeah which uh i mean looks pretty good well, I, I watched the trailer for it uh just the other day and? finally uh I, I like i like the cut of its jib yeah, yeah. you think it's going to be uhf-esque uh, i'm not getting that sense of it but yeah. I, it is we'll see if it uh outdoes uh, walk hard yes yeah i mean it'll be close i think it looks good but like do you think roku's ever gonna like uh like make a physical copy or anything like that no they're they're gonna have to wait till uh criterion decides they're getting into the roku uh, business well criterion's into the pixar business they now, so sure no are because that's a that's the scoop of the week 
And that's where you, if, if we had a sound effect, it'd be the sound of like you know filtering through your like a cat litter box. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. that's the sound of sand, like uh, mm-hmm. yeah, sand, sand. sand. The, the, the Arm and Hammer falls I, to the ground. I wonder. That's also it's kind of out of fashion because it was it was a single announcement. Don't they usually you know bud these things? It in was force? it was so big they they couldn't hold it back. They, maybe maybe they, they, they're they afraid someone's about to scoop them, and they're like, nah, we got to uh, get in front of this. So, yeah, I've been there. It's like when you really have to go to the bathroom, but you just can't wait. <laughs> that's, why we're, that's why you wear D-pants. Well, yeah, but D-pants are like, uh, they're for all ages. People don't realize that. Like, you can be any age and wear those. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's not a big deal. Not really. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was... Um, an announcement for sure. Absolutely. Uh, are you stoked though? Are you are you mad? I mean, are you are you mad, bro? Not mad or excited. It Disappointed. Kind of. It reaffirms my opinion that Criterion is uh, irrelevant. You know what I mean? <laughs> like mo- most of these movies, it's like, it, as soon as they started adding those Netflix movies, I, I thought this. I was just like, oh, there's like again. I wasn't mad. I was just like, oh, you're just gonna put those movies in there? Okay. <laughs> like. Like, how much did Netflix pay? How much is Pixar paying? Anything? Like, who's making... What is John Criterion doing over there? It's uh, mutual. Everyone wins. John Criterion wins. RJ wins. Discord wins. Notifications Discord might win. Discord might win. No. But, yeah, I don't know. uh, Like, I I didn't much have opinions or feelings one way or the other. I know you're a big Wally guy. Oh, huge, huge! That one time, I I, the one time I watched it, I heard you love anthropomorphism. One of your favorite things, right? I I, I tweet about it often. Yeah, why isn't there more anthropomorphism in films these days? No, my my nickname online is Anthro Jar. Anthro Jar. Yeah. I like that. And could I, be your uh, Spooktober. Uh... I'm a jar. Like, like, as, in, as in a glass container, but but I've got wiggly eyes, like two little googly eyes yeah, on the outside. Everyone feels sad for me sometimes when they find Aww. out my jar wife died. Oh, I've never had jar kids. Oh, what Aww. would your oh your jar kids would be like those little ketchup jars you ever? Seen oh, those? they got squished in front of me. Oh no! Did you ever have anything in your jar? No, I'm, I'm always empty. That's always so. That's the goal. That's the that's the arc of the story is to get filled. Uh do you have a lid on the jar? I think the, is the, the important the, question. Until someone points out, oh, I got no top, so I can never be filled. I'm a I'm uh, a reject. Oh, I see. But this maybe even like a, a slight yeah. crack. Yeah. So it'll be kind of a, a spiritual experience. Isn't all jar experiences spiritual in some form? Jarry the jar. What's your go-to jar? Pickles. Like best. No, I mean like jar design. Beats. What's your best jar Beat. design? Uh, whatever beets come in. Those are pretty sweet. Beet jars. Okay. Yeah. You know, glass with a nice little middle. You know that. You know how satisfying it is when you open up a fresh uh, jar and that 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 pop. Because you know there's that little mm-hmm. thing. It's like don't don't eat this. Don't open it if it's sealed and this has been mm-hmm. to, uh, not and it doesn't pop. It's like it's bad juju. That is bad, Juju. If that happened, would you throw the jam out? Nah. Nah, you'd still it's, eat it? It's fine. Okay. 
<laughs> learn, learn more about but you every day. I, I feel like I was robbed. Because it didn't pop? Yeah. I gotcha. I understand. As a kid, did you like just hit that button? Until like, like on the jar top? Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and, and until, you... until someone says, knock it off. <laughs> did you get yelled at a lot as a kid? Not really, no. I feel like you did, though. No, not really. You got to remember, I'm the no, youngest you're... of four. A lot of the energy was spent by the time oh, I got around. I came around. Uh, I, I've heard the stories of having you walking around quietly. Walking around quietly? Yeah. yeah at the, well, I did have to tiptoe because uh, uh, you didn't want to be heard. I see. There was a lot of bodies, but you got to remember, there's a lot of bodies in that house, Jared. There was a, at some point, or at one point, there were six of us, and uh, people needed their space so uh when you were the the littlest kid just trying to do stuff just trying to exist uh sometimes that didn't fare well with uh you know siblings and things man i you know sugarhead just posted something that's really upsetting on the discord which one can join for a mere dollar a dollar only a dollar it'll get you access to exclusive exclusive images and thoughts and exchanges Oh, is you'll this fi- like a dollar a month? You'll find out what, what's what's upsetting Jarrett. And, and, Why is this upsetting to you? What, what is what is this shit? What is this like pre-packaged shit? Is this what we're I heading, mean, is this what we're heading toward? I mean, we don't live in a pump society anymore, Jarrett. There's no, no pumping. But but at least there used to be like there was a pump uh, behind Somewhere? the curtain, and now it's like no, nah, it's it, we're just gonna it's gonna be at the factory. But you got to there is an upside to this. You can get a bunch of these, and if they're sealed, you can take them home and you can use them at your leisure. Hey, hey, what do you think about ketchup packets? What would you rather have, ketchup packets or a bottle of ketchup? I like those things that are like the ketchup packets that are kind of like plastic but mm. have a top, and you twist them, and then it's like all the ketchup just spurts out real fast. Like if I'm if I'm at a restaurant or not a restaurant, a fast food place, those are nice. It spurts out real fast. It spurts out real fast. I've been having a real hard time with uh, packets lately. Like, I got Popeyes the other day, and I couldn't open the, the hot sauce packs. And, like, I just couldn't do it. I just gave up. I even tried with my teeth, and it wouldn't work. And I was at work, so I didn't want to get hot sauce all over my face and my shirts. So I, I just gave up. I was like, I said, I guess I don't get a hot sauce today. Okay. Sounds like you've been having a tough week. Well, that was kind of hard. It's kind of like, it's one of those things that kind of hits you and you're just like, oh. Uh, how how are the, the chopsticks? How are, how are the e-scooters? Uh, you want to know what I was eating with chopsticks this week? This uh, might uh, this might set you off. Go ahead. Uh, mixed nuts. <sighs> wow. <laughs> I tell you, Jarrett, you know those little little round ones? Those ones are tricky. Yeah. But, like, cashews are super easy because oh they got, God. like, a divot in them already. Oh, my God. So the, the cashews are easy. <laughs> Peanuts I, I could manage because I, I'm a professional. Um, I mean, I think... Yeah, I, you, you, yeah, at this point, you must be getting pretty good at it. I am. I am. I had popcorn a while ago, and that one, like, popcorn was tricky at first because, you know, with popcorn, you want, like, a mouthful, right? Like, you don't just want one piece. It tastes better when you got lots. So the trick with popcorn is you kind of have to, like, grab two, and then you kind of use it as kind of like a Hold on. Okay. Like so a fork. One thing, like, one thing that maybe wasn't discussed previously, because I don't know. Maybe we have new listeners. I, it's doubtful. Yeah. 
But uh, uh-huh. RJ doesn't like to have things on his hands. No, uh, never. He doesn't never. like to have remnants. And he, so at some point in the last two years, he picked up eating snacks like chips and whatnot with uh, chopsticks. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing is, so like, do you bring the bowl closer to your face to do this? Uh, it depends what it is. It really does. So if it's chips, I'm, I am good with chips. I can put the bowl on the couch and I just hold the chopsticks and I just... <laughs> Chips are super easy. I can do chips, no problem. If it was something like like popcorn, I had to kind of hover a little bit closer. It was like... Oh, cool. so, so now you're just like eating over the bowl. That's good. Yeah. It's, it, popcorn is kind of more of a shovel, but you still got to grab them. Chips are super easy. I can do chips, no problem. Cheesies are super easy, especially like you ever get Hawkins cheesies, like the really hard, crusty ones. What, what about uh, ribs? Like ribs the food? Yeah, yeah, the ribs the food. <laughs> uh, rib, well, like dinner stuff. I, I I'll eat dinner with my hands because then I, like I have to wash them. Okay, you don't so, have like, ribs. To. I'll eat. Well, I I have to. Ribs I'll eat. Like pizza I eat. Sometimes though I actually do like this is gonna sound crazy. Sometimes I'll just kind of like inch the slice close to the edge of the plate and I'll just hold the plate up to my mouth and I'll just like I'll just kind of bite it off of the plate. I don't like having dirty hands, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. And I almost always have a cat on me when I'm sitting on the couch, and it's like I don't want to get up. I don't want to bug them. They're sleeping, you know. So it's like, sack, like eat a little bit out of comfort, so that you don't have to get up, and then and then the cat won't get mad at you. Mm. Instead of eating normally and then having to get up, and then the cat get mad at you, you know. No. I did. Uh, I had. Um, what was one thing? There was one thing I didn't eat with chopsticks. I think it was M and M's. M and M's. I was like, I can, I can free, free game this. You, you found, you found that one uh, a bit too difficult. No, well, I, I think I could do it, but I was kind of like, M and M doesn't leave a film. It doesn't leave like a grease. That's the candy coating on the outside. That's the whole reason for mm-hmm. it, right? So it protects you and it protects it. Yeah, yeah, but I did have like um sour patch kids the other day, and that I ate with chopsticks because I didn't want the sugar on my fingers. What are you going to try to eat with chopsticks? Uh, I'm going to try to eat these emails with my okay. imaginary chopsticks of my mind. As Ooh, I, mental as I, chopsticks. As I parse through uh, our shallow, in comparison to last week's uh, mailbag. Uh, that'll never happen but, again. But here we are. We still managed to eat up 22 minutes <laughs> talking, is... talking about nothing. People like chopstick talk. <laughs> Where upon hearing word ribs like the food. <laughs> it's, it's like are you watching too much true true crime over there like, well we never got to the dahmer one so i i, yeah. I wasn't sure i, I wasn't sure yeah. actually oliver granger sent me a, a screenshot from she hulk and they were eating cheesies with chopsticks and she hulk oh man oh, there and you I go i feel like whoever's writing that show must have uh, been listening <clears throat> yeah we get credit yeah helpful no helpful People really love that She-Hulk, it sounds like. Yeah, I guess. They they love that twerking scene. No, I guess I heard keep, all about that. I keep seeing it all, all the time yeah. on Facebook. Whether you want to or not. <clears throat> you want to hear from Oliver Granger? Oh. <laughs> Again? Not really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's got an email titled Chill Creeps. Uh-oh. The one thing I like about this pod. <laughs> the one thing. One thing. 
I know. I can see people liking us for one reason only. I no longer feel the need to watch those big art house films. For example, yeah. the Before Trilogy, the Decalogue, mm-hmm. the Three Colors mm-hmm. Trilogy. Knowing I'll get there eventually. I mean, I'm never going to be in the mood to watch any of those, so being forced to makes it much easier. Other yeah. films like Roma, I can happily avoid knowing I'll get there eventually. Or you can just not watch it at all. I know that you reaching Roma has has only a 1% chance, but I yeah. could imagine after this podcast eventual demise, I'll keep up <laughs> the creep, but a much slower pace. But for now, yeah. keep creeping creeps. And please do take more break weeks for my sanity and yours. Your pal from down under, the OG cuck himself, Oliver Stranger Danger Granger. Well, I'm I'm loving this new confident persona he has. He's accepting his roles. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's that's great, man. It's good for him to be finally kind of come out of his shell. You know, yeah. That that's one vote for more break weeks. I, I know I pitched a four on one off, but I think Oliver was pitching a four off one on. So, so me, you know, s- some kind of compromise around there. One uh, percent yeah. chance that to make an aroma. Yeah, it's well, like, it's I, like, it's, I think it's like spine one thousand and thirty something. I mean, I will surely be dead by that point. But you, the ghost of Sam Sanchez, <laughs> and maybe a robot version of of peterson could <laughs> could somehow finish this you would just be ahead in a jar obviously we've right. talked about that so yeah yeah but i would like my body would get incinerated and the soul wouldn't uh wouldn't be captured by any other means so oh, until you get a uh a soul jar soul jar yeah and i'll look into it i think that's what do liches do is that what liches do yeah i think they, they have a jar it's got a name to it for it too. Ah, uh, like a phylactery. <laughs> a phylactery. Yeah, you gotta get. You gotta get. You, go, you gotta get one of those. No, it's whatever you want it to be. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. Like I'm Catholic, so yeah. I feel like a lich would be like bad news for me. I think I feel like maybe maybe Jesus was the first lich. I mean, it could be. I never really understood what liches did. I thought they just kind of hung out in caves and had long fingers. They well, all those things were accurate. Yeah, but I thought that was it. I didn't think they un, had any other un, properties. Un, undead, undead <laughs> fingernails. No stuff like that. Sorcerer, sorceress powers. Ooh, bringing back the dead. Oh, Man, I did that. Sometimes dead is better, my friend. Should have told them. I I tell everybody. Keegan Day, oh. with an email titled, Some Listener Feedback. Uh-oh. You guys have been playing around with shorter length episodes and mixing it up, and I got a little feedback. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for, yes. Your, for your consideration, totally up to you guys. I live in Australia. That's like evil New Zealand, I think. What? So when you guys upload, it's the end of my shift around 2 to 5 p.m. on a Thursday for me. Try to upload a good 5 to 7 hours sooner. And also make your episodes around (laughs) 7 to 8 hours long. Because that's Uh. the length of a shift approximately. If I start in the morning, start a Creeps episode, and finish later in the Arvo. (laughs) 
same time that'd be cool i'm also looking forward to some criterions later on in the seven to eight hundreds so try to fit in more movies per week and when you catch up okay. you can start the arrow video creeps podcast i personally okay. feel that your listenership will skyrocket if these changes are made that's just my opinion thanks i, I wa- mean wa- hand give emoticon yeah are you, is there an automated response you can send back that's another emoticon? There is not. No? No. Okay. Well, it's great to get feedback. This is what we're looking for. So we have two votes now. We have a, one vote for four weeks off, one week on. And we have one vote for eight-hour episodes, what, three times a week? Yeah, speed things up. Okay. Okay. So that's where we are. That's where we are now. We got We got two votes. So we'll see if anyone can break that tie. Unless, unless Sam Sanchez emails in, his vote doesn't count. No. Nah, he fucked off this week. Yeah, so he he doesn't count, for All sure. Right. Um, Maximus Mansteel. Holy shit. He wrote in, congrats from Maximus Mansteel. Uh, short and sweet, Jean-Luc Godard. Got him. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my intent to for him to die, but... But... He is dead. Remember, so. when, remember when James Conn died and we didn't mention it at all? <laughs> I don't think. Well, he died like it was a weird one. It was like he died on like a Thursday. Yeah. And then it was like we People recorded like six weeks later. Stop dying on Thursday. By the time it, Wednesday rolls around, no one cares. It, it's old news. It's it's popular for like a day at most. If that. Uh, you're lucky if, if you the, get. You're, you're lucky if anyone cares. In today's news cycle? That's right. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if anyone wants it, their death covered on this podcast, it's got to happen on a Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, Monday tops, tops, tops. Yeah. I see uncle Phil is trending on Twitter. That dude's been dead for a long time. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Did you know he was the voice of shredder? I, uh, I'm aware via, uh, other sources and you mention it every once in a while. Do you know he was the voice of Shredder? Uh, Rob Beagle sent a link to a YouTube video of Marce- J- James Avery was also a Klingon in a Star Trek. Marcel the Shell with shoes on, too. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know about this? You hear about this? Like I don't know. A, that sounds like fake news. This is like a four-minute thing, apparently. Is it true? I don't know. Probably. Why is it you, just a video? Why, why you, yeah, it's a video. Oh. You, I, I, I thought you were a big fan of Marcel. I mean, I do like Marcel the show, but uh, I didn't hear no news about no sequel. Well, this is like a short on YouTube. Oh, I see. Is it like, but is it official is what I want to know. I, I, I don't know. It looks official. These are the questions that I have. <laughs> I haven't seen the original. I have nothing to base it upon. No? Damn. You uh, should. Dean Fleischer Camp? Is that a, is that the person? Dean Fleischer? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. He's a film director. I don't director. know, like, I've He's, seen the movie. You Yeah, you should know all about this. I mean, I know that that one lady is the voice of Marcel Lachelle. Who? Uh, it was uh, what, what's the um Captain America's old girlfriend? Uh, she was in uh Parks and Rec. Okay. 
Well, yeah. so this is official, and it came out 11 years ago. Oh, so it predates the movie. I think so. Well, I mean, there there was lots oh, of like, I see. shorts. That's the, what made it popular. Uh, I've seen most of those. Okay. Then you've seen this before. Yeah. I did not know that. I don't know anything about this. And I see that this guy's working on a Lilo and Stitch movie. Maybe, yeah, no. It, like live action? I, I don't know about that, but... Uh, that's, what, that's what he's um, doing. Okay, that's... Yeah, those Disney live action movies are sure doing great. Boffo. People... Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Bucks. People sure love what they see. They do. All I hear about is all the the high praise for those. Mm-hmm. That Disney Pinocchio, I think, has like a one star or something <laughs> that just came out. Wow, so that's cool. Is that, well, just like because it's, they realize how easy it is just to go. I don't like this one star. They went. I feel better about myself now. Yeah. I mean, it's got Tom Hanks in it. I know you like Tom Hanks. Well, he's America's dad. He is. He is. I, I know you're a big fan of Big. Big. Because when Jarrett was little, all he wanted was to be big. Mm. Big. What were we talking about? It's Robbie oh, Lazar yeah. real email. What? Oh. No, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, all those Marcel the Shells, yeah, those are, those are real old. They were just uh, YouTube videos, and that's what was popular that's why they made a movie okay yeah that's all i hate it when i'm right hello creeps picture the scene last Mm -hmm. thursday afternoon i'm pottering around without a care in the world when for the second time in a matter of months jared emails me with news of death Mm -hmm. in april he informed me of gilbert godfrey's sudden passing Last Thursday, Jarrett once again sprinkled his pixie dust of joy with word mm. of Her Majesty's imminent demise. Jarrett Francois Duncan is the harbinger of doom. I mean, I don't I'm... know if it's Jarrett. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm surprised the residents of Creepsville haven't hung a bell around his neck so the streets can clear for his lunchtime walks. Now they, they, know, they know the schedule. They know where how to avoid me. They know when and where you'll be at taco time. Mm-hmm. With my withering touch. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like a, a lich. Like a lich. Like a lich touch. With my phylactery. Despite her death being expected, the announcement did come as a shock to me. After the announcement, the BBC played the national anthem. I'm not ashamed to say I'm not ashamed to say I rose from my chair and stood for it. Come on. No. No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, hey, RJ, come on. Everyone, everyone I mean, moved. I mean, he, he is English. He is. So. They, but he's got that goblin meat. He's got that goblin meat. Moving on. I just enjoyed the animated feature film Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Sweet and funny. Mm-hmm. It's an extension of some short films that are available on YouTube. I sent Jarrett mm-hmm. one of the YouTube shorts. Did you like it, Jarrett? You ghoul. Regards. Arrow Beagle. So I'm guessing you didn't watch it. I watched some of it, but I I yeah. feel like I was missing something. It was just like this little shell person talking yep. about riding a bug and how long it takes to ride a bug. No, that's pretty much how they go. Like, uh, they're all just shorts and it'll be a situation. She'll be like, I ride a bug. Or Marcel's a guy, apparently. I always thought it was a girl. But it was like, I ride a bug. And then it was like, I have a pet and it's a, it's a fluff of lint. I'm, I'm, and he's like, I'm more of a more of a salad fingers kind of guy. 
Talent fingers? Did you know that guy who? Uh, David oh no, wait, that was old Greg. Is old Greg the same as Salad Fingers? Old Greg is different, but it's oh, okay. it's the same uh, sensibility. Same camp. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Salad Fingers. Yeah, you know that Salad do, Fingers. Do you think kids these days know about Salad Fingers? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think he's done some other stuff as well. Um. Mm. Oh. <laughs> RJ, were you aware this? And this is probably why it came up at all. That David Firth, the, the creator of Salad Fingers, also co-wrote the 2017 body horror feature film Kusa, which was directed by Flying Lotus. Remember that, RJ? Remember that? Are you gonna watch that? This creeped over. Uh, is it still? On, is it still available? It was on Shutter. I think it's Shutter Original, or something like that. Or like they had the rights or something. I don't know. Um. Right, you see if you can beat my uh, my record. I think I made it six minutes into that movie, <laughs> but I logged it. You're goddamn right, I did. Damn right. That's six minutes. I won't get back. No sir. Damn no, sir. Goddamn. Well, son of a bitch, RJ. That's yeah. it for the emails. What about females? <laughs> we got them. Hopefully, uh. Well, here. J- JP out there is all right. Well, he might email in like five, ten minutes. That's possible. That's possible. So yeah. we'll we'll find out though, true believers. In the meantime, RJ, mm-hmm. what you been creeping on this week? Well, on uh, Creepsville Marketplace, there is a Hero Clicks Star Trek away team to boldly go seventy five dollars. Are you interested? No. Okay. There's also some Star Trek collectibles. Uh, Star Trek Next Generation action figures and ships from the 90s Ooh. kept in extremely good condition $500 for OBO. Oh, so, uh, what do we... so not in the original box, I'm assuming. No. So we have a shuttle pod. We have a bird of prey. Yeah. Uh, bird of prey is Klingon, right? Yeah. What's the Romulan, Romulan uh. one called? I thought they were birds of prey. Also, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that? Is it called just warbird? Warbird. So there's a Romulan warbird. Uh, there is the Enterprise D. There's the Enterprise D, and these are about. Our uh, jam embarrassed. It is called a warbird. It's a warbird. Okay, I I thought it was something like bird, but I couldn't remember. I mean, they're both birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're both birds. Uh, the shuttle pod is surprisingly the biggest of these ships. Yep. Well, so you could actually put the toys in them. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think the so, Warbird and the Bird of Prey, because they're more going to be this, to the scale up with the uh, the Enterprise. Right, right. With yeah, this, they with are. The sound yeah. effects, yeah. Yeah, th- those are all to scale. Uh, there is a transporter bay, mm-hmm. is what it looks like, uh, with a little door. It's like a closed-in transporter bay. Holy shit, we hit the jackpot here, Jared. We got a phaser. Uh, we got a badge. We got a tricorder. We have many weapons. O-B-O-R-J. R-B- O-B-O. 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 Uh, and here, here are the figures. We have uh, we have a Wharf. We have a Ferengi. We have a Dr. Crusher. No. We have a Marina, uh, Marina Citrus. Fuck, man. I, I feel oh. like I feel like you need a you need to move on this. I think yeah, you, I there... think you need this. I think for the sake of the podcast, you need to get, yeah. get on the, get on the phone, get on the horn, make the uh-huh. deal live on the air. Live on there. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm not even done. There's a data, a Geordi LaForge, 
a Riker, a uh, West Crusher, and a Picard with a season five uh, Picard coat. I recall. Uh, there are two. No, there are three Borgs, a Romulan, and two other Klingons. Holy shit. There's a Batliff. Uh, lots of weapons, <laughs> lots of badges. What else we got? Oh, here's a close up. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. There's Romulan. There's a blue guy. I don't even. I don't recognize what this guy is. There's like a guy that's all blue, like his head. I don't remember him from the show. What the hell is that guy? I don't know. Uh, the Riker ha- is fully functional. Um, uh, there is a couple more little ships. Oh, all the little. All the figurines have um, little standees where it's the badge with their names. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what it should have. Yeah. Oh, although, hold up, hold up. There's a Guinan badge, but I don't see a Guinan. What the fuck? That's upsetting. There's also, it looks like a, uh, a DS9, um, what's her name? The uh, Joran in DS9. Main G- one. Like Kira. Kira? Yeah. Kira Norris. Yeah. There's a Kira Norris in here. But the Ferengi is not Quark, I don't think. Is is it uh fur jacket quark? No, he's got um it's kinda like a gold sash. I don't know, it could oh, be quark, but it doesn't look like quark. Yeah, it's not quark. Let me I just can see if there's quark. Yeah. So the the big disappointment here is there's a Guinan badge, but there's no Guinan. Oh, oh, there's a little Borg cube. That's cute. <laughs> I mean, so um, that's what I've been creeping on this week. Well, make that offer. I I did. Uh, no, I can't mention it. It's just, never mind. Um, oh. five hundred bucks they want though, Jared. Yeah, but OBO. OBO. <laughs> Should I ask them if interesting trades are considered? Yeah. Why not? Would you be considering some interesting trades? And, they, and, then, and, and then they go like, what? And then you just send them Bane. <laughs> oh. I say, this is, this this is, is priceless. This is straight across. It's like, you don't know the actual value yeah. of this Bane. It, 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 has been yeah, exactly. featured, it has been featured prominently on a internationally renowned podcast. Yeah. I think that's the play. I, I genuinely do. That is the play. We just say, listen. Mm-hmm. buddy you have no idea the reach that this thing has yeah. i can ten, even sign ten, it for you tens of people listen tens of people and there might even be one or two that are actually interested in it but man would they pay oh yes man would they pay um yeah so that's good uh actually so i got a i got just, some stuff just, I... just talk about like how uh you think the guy got that pen he started with a pen and he kept trading up Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't that guy actually, like, didn't he, wasn't his final trade, like, eternal damnation or something? Something really scary. Oh, shit. There's no selling in the temple, Jarrett. You know what I mean? <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah. You, I, don't know I think you, you definitely need to move on this, though. This That sounds like a, a sound you, investment. Did you look it up? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I described it pretty pristinely. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Um, Sounds what pretty good. Say? I think everyone's screaming, "Get it, get it now!" I I wish, man. It's pretty. I think there's some cool stuff in here. I'll ask them. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll inquire. I will inquire. 
I'm looking up uh, Star Trek dolls right now because this this is what people are going to get. Uh, yeah. yeah, those are some Mago looking dolls. Yeah, yeah. This guy wants a hundred, but oh, it's got like a commemorative drinking cups. Ooh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's your style. I got those Batman commemorative cups. Those things are wicked cool. Ooh, what is this? Someone's selling, like, a, cool. someone's selling a book. Um, or no, what is this? It's a puzzle? All I need to know about life, I learned from Star Trek. It's a puzzle? I don't know what this is. 1993,000-piece puzzle unopened. Hallmark keepsake. Oh, this is the wall hang. It's like a... So this is a 36 by 11 and 3 quarter inch poster or something. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's gigantic. All I need to know about life, I learned from Star Trek. Seek out new life and new civilizations. Non-interference is the prime directive. Keep your phaser set on stun. Humans are highly illogical. There's no such thing as a Vulcan death grip. Live long and prosper. How is that useful? Having is not so pleasing. A thing is getting wanting and blah, blah, blah. Infinite diversity in infinite combinations. Wow, huge. Something about tribbles. Lame. Yeah, that's, that's got nothing on the uh, no. the cherry thing of that. I see cherry some, listing uh, that I, I see found. some people are selling some vintage Star Wars Episode One calendars. Ooh. That's cool. What's the what's the star date on those calendars? Uh, star date is, geez, man, these these listings suck. Twenty oh, yeah. two, there's a two thousand Star Trek calendar, a two twenty thirteen daily calendar. Oh, ooh, Star Trek star date day to day two thousand three calendar. Nice, nice. See, I like that too. That's cool. Very cool. Ooh, wow. I mean. I think you could go for it. No. On further look here too, the uh, the transporter room uh, has the box. Looks like. For, well, I think for I think I, I think I think I found your post. Um, Can you got to look at who this blue guy is? He's right. Be- he's in between a red shirt and a Klingon. This holodex, like what a piece of crap! And you know yeah. that plastic was white at one point, but it's kind of like with the Super Nintendo. Where it's uh, uh, gone it's off, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing—that's the weirdest thing in all of it. Oh yeah. There's a female Klingon too. Oh, the blue guy. Isn't that the? Isn't that the guy that those like fish dudes? That have the little like, yeah. Mister in front of them. Yeah, the one—the one that uh, could be that cracked with Wesley at Starfleet. Yeah. And, I mean, and, it could and, be. And, and, Maybe oh. the Misters in the um. In the little weapons pile. Oh, that's what's cool is uh, Jordy still has his visor attached to him. Yeah, I liked that too. I like that too. Look at, those, yeah. look at this stuff. Man. Uh, it's neat. Yeah, 500 bucks seems a, a bit much though. That's kind of ridiculous. I think I one think. of those Borgs is Lacutus. No, really? Yeah. We got so. Lacutus a Borg in this place? In this place? Uh, it's hard to say. It might like the middle one. You mean? Uh, I think I was thinking the third one in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, I mean, jump on the it. The Borg cube is cool too. 
I like the Borg cube. I bet you Guinan's worth a lot of money, and that's why it's not in the picture. I know that's horseshit, though, because the name place or the name thing is there, and it's like, where's Guinan? Where's Guinan? Also, the names are kind of like uneven, so I wonder if this dude had a label maker and he made the names. No, that is what they look like. That's <laughs> that's legit. Okay, the right Riker's a little little wacky, and then there's one that's just it looks like it's just two letters. <laughs> RJ. <gasps> it's a message it is a message a big message so, so what you're cool. saying is uh you didn't get up to too much watching this week uh well we we did watch a couple things nothing like nothing big i started luigi's mansion three for spooky season that's Ooh. cool uh catch ghosts i know uh i i i, I saw your wife uh, oh yeah, a week ago it was after we recorded last week, and she was uh, letting me know about her Wednesday evening. Oh yeah, yeah, she uh, she really capitalizes on the Wednesdays where I'm uh, not around. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are her days. As yeah, well. yeah, going to see a little bit of live theater. Oh my god! <laughs> so like, her friend won tickets to uh, Creepsville's like uh, little live theater thing last week, and her friend was like, "Will you go with me, please?" And she's like, "Yeah, okay." And uh, it was when we were recording, and I think we had just like gotten, we were like twenty minutes away from being done or something, and I thought she was about to walk in the door, and she just texted me. She's like, "It's intermission." She's like, "What do I do?" She's like, "Do I leave?" And I was like, "I don't know." Uh, but she came back and she said the play was like the play was about like um, a mom and her son and something like I, I'm going to spoil this play for people. Okay, I know oh, a lot of people oh, might it's, be it's interested. Been, it's been spoiled for me. Yeah. Uh, so apparently the son was dead the whole time. Yeah, there's some sick sensing going on. And it's a mom's grieving process. And uh, there was something she said there were two things that stood up, uh, stuck out a lot. There was a scene where the son came out as a ghost and he was pole dancing. And she said she she didn't really understand the meaning behind that. And then the the one thing that I thought she, I, I found really funny was uh, she said it was really heavy handed. Like they'd be like, they were like, it feels like someone's missing. But who is it? Because he's a ghost. And then there was one where it was like there was a birthday cake and they're like, is it somebody's birthday? And then apparently someone, <laughs> in the, someone in the crowd was like, it's my birthday. And then the audience laughed. And the audience, yeah, well, because like Andrea's like, she's like, it seemed like it was part of the show. But then as the show went on, I realized it was not part of the show. Mm-hmm. And that person just felt the, the, the primal urge to be like, it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty good. Well, spruce so. things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she said uh she I think she said she would probably not go back to one of those shows. There you go. But uh a hell of a way to spend a, a Wednesday night, am I right? That's right. Uh I think yeah. the other thing she observed was the fact that so there's like family dynamics. So you know, there's parents, like or a mother yeah. and there's there's children, but because of the limited pool uh, all all the actors are the exact same age. They're like, like you can't you can't tell me how to live my life, mom. And it's like a dude who's half bald. <laughs> it's yeah, like, but... and they're the, and they're actually married in real life or something like that too. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. All all the stamps of local theater, I think, were uh, were present on that one. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty cool. When are you and I gonna go? 
to the theater. Yeah. Um, I I can't handle it. I can't handle uh, f- feeling that stressed out because I'm so embarrassed for the people on the stage uh, that yeah. I, I, can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I know. It, I, I couldn't. An, it would be an ordeal for me. Yeah, personally, it would be your it would be your str- your toughest battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty funny, especially when you're um, around people who are like really into it somehow. Yeah, and, 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 and they're that... and they're like guffawing, and you're just like judging them, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. "Am I the bad guy?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we are both the bad guy, but uh, it's yeah. like I I'd be the exact same. I couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "No, yeah, <laughs> no." It's, it's taking that program and crumpling it up. <laughs> I mean, I am out of here. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I don't know. We uh we watched Sandman finished it yeah we all we had we finished the actual show and then we just have that one animated episode that they released like two weeks later for some weird reason so we'll watch that but we finished the show proper i'll say that it is um we've talked about this a lot before uh neil gaiman not his stuff doesn't always translate the best like uh i really like sandman i i always thought it was a good book um and i like neil gaiman in general too some of some of the stuff works. Some of it, I think, is is done as as good as it could be done in like a Netflix show. I was like, yeah, this is it's got kind of the the good parts of what uh, Sandman is. But then there is some Netflixing in it too, where I was kind of like, uh, uh, like Andrea, like she she enjoyed it, but there were a couple episodes where she was kind of just making fun of it, where. Uh, she was just like filling in the rest of the dialogue for the characters right before they say it, because it was, it was coming off like incredibly predictable. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like, you're not the monster. And there's like, I'm monster. It was like stuff like that. Where you're just like, Hmm. It's like, I don't remember if that was actually how it came off in the, maybe it was, maybe it doesn't play that way in comic book form. You know what I mean? And then she just laughed at how much, uh, in the first half of the season, Morpheus is just talking about his sand. He's like, I need my sand. <laughs> and she's like, is this all the show is? I was like, for a while, yeah. Well, because he's got to get his he's got to get his groove back. He's, he's, he does. He has to gather yeah. up all his pieces. Yeah, and he gets his helm, and then he never wears it. And she's like, why the fuck did he work so hard to get that helmet if he's never going to put it on? I was like, it's a good point, I guess. That's right. Like, I don't know why he's not wearing his helmet. Because the actor needs to be seen. Exactly. Oh, oh. but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think you would like it. Hmm. So I, in the rink is I I can't remember. Have you watched Lock and Key? Yeah. Well, we watched the first season. I haven't seen. There's three seasons now. Okay. So what are the? We watched sh- the first season of it. So now we've got shows. We've got Lock and Key. We've got The Boys, huh. which is I know it's not Netflix, but Sweet Tooth, yep. Sandman. Yep. What are the other yep. recent-ish, like I don't comic even call book them shows? Vertigo and independent comic adaptations? Uh, well, like there Umbrella was the... Academy. Uh, yeah, there was Dead, the Swamp Dead... Thing season. <laughs> I don't count that. Yeah, it was never aired, but we watched it. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one you just said? Oh, Deadly Class. Deadly Class that had like maybe two seasons before it was canceled. Maybe? Invinci- Invincible. Which yeah, Invincible is doing well. Uh, so how, what would you yeah. say is the the best? What's the RJ pick? I mean, I uh, the one that I haven't read the comic for probably. I think the boys is probably the standout. 
Okay. But I haven't read the, all the other ones. I've read well, the source material. I have it on uh, good authority that some volume one omnibuses arrived uh, oh. this week. Yeah, you go off the uh, Canadian price or the American? Uh, off the Canadian. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, well, and see, that's the thing. It's like I don't know if I should read it or if I should just finish the show as it comes out. Now I don't know what the better move is. Eh, be a man. I haven't. I haven't read any of it, and I'm liking it. Whereas some of these other ones, I've read them, and then the shows are, the uh, the holes are more glaring. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you like to read the the superior thing or watch the superior? I thing mean, one I, way or another, I would. You might not even I like would the like comic. to read it eventually. I would like to read it eventually. It's like I said, the, the show is very like current. It's got a lot of stuff that it's like there's no way that was in the the book because it was uh, that's that that thing didn't exist at the time but uh right. it plays well in terms of the show that one's good i mean i like sweet tooth because i, I just like sweet tooth and it's it's not too netflixy like uh they kind of dialed it back a little bit um lock and key is okay lock and key is definitely i think they were gearing that for the the 13 year old crowd do you know what i mean 13 year olds and i i don't even mean that in a bad way it's just like lock and key seemed like it's like this is for a younger demographic i think uh, what were the other ones? I don't know. I don't know. I I imagine you wouldn't like most of them. You know what I mean? But I don't think anyone would have assumed that you would have liked any of them. That's <laughs> well. I mean, I've I've experienced all these things so long ago. I know. I know. Well, there was the preacher show. Oof. Yeah, I watched that. That, that, that wasn't good. Yeah, that's what I had heard. No, I had heard. But I don't know. I mean, there there's good things in Sandman. I think the actor is well cast. He's got a real gravelly voice, and there were a couple a uh, couple things in there that I was like, yeah, they did this right. But I don't know, man. <laughs> what do I know? What do you know? I uh, I finished another book. <gasps> Which one? Well, audiobook because I can't oh, read. Right. Uh, bag of bag of bones. <laughs> bag bag of bones. Uh, which I narrated by Stephen King himself. Wow. So you were really riding with the king. I was riding with the king. There's a really gross moment in there where he talks about how older men are just inherently attracted to younger women because of sexual desires. And it's his voice saying it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this. It's gross. <laughs> so I did that. I, uh, I'm up to, I think, seven or eight books this year, Jared. Damn. Doing pretty good. Good. Oh some, well, I've got, I've got some books for you at the store. Ah, uh, I don't read comic books. Anymore. No, no, no. These are real books too. Real books? Yeah. Like manga? Nope. Book books? Book books. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> With All right. Text. Oh shit. I can't read though. Well, are they in audio form? You're, you're gonna have to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Get cracking. Yeah. Did you re- watch anything this week, Jarrett? No. <laughs> Not at all. I've uh, how many how many figs did you paint though? Uh, finished up uh, a big guy. Uh, started assembling and end up for another commission. That's uh, really cutting into my personal projects. You know, you know, uh, you know personal personal projects. Are they things that you three three D printed yourself and are no. now beginning to paint? No, 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 no. Okay, for for my own devices uh, in terms of playing with. Playing with my mini, any, playing with minifigs, rolling dice. Are any of them adult in nature? 
No, they're not. Yeah, I mean, some people might say they're like gory and stuff like that to pick gross stuff, but that's cool. But they're not. Uh, no big titty uh, figs. Pseudo sexual. Yeah, that's the thing on these uh, some of these groups I'm on where it's like I I did a thing, which are words yeah. that oh, I know, I know. But uh, People... yeah, and then they post like the same thing over and over again. Where it's like it's, it's the same 3D model that they printed off, and mm-hmm. it's just like oh, why is why is it always these these this girl? And they're like, what if someone I really want to get the skin right? <laughs> so like. Once in a while, I'm on Reddit and just I'm I'm on a lot of video game uh, Reddit spirit for the video game chuds. And once in a while, I, I I'm and I'm just specifying so people don't think I'm a pervert. Once in a while, cosplays pop up. Yep. And it's it's just in my feed, right? I'm not searching these things out, but I don't know if I I've never thought cosplay was real, but I think it's it's probably at its laziest state ever, which I don't know. Some people might prefer this, but I saw one that popped up the other day and it was a girl in a bikini and she was just holding a copy of Mario Kart. <laughs> and and it said it, it was titled Mario Kart cosplay. And I went, I don't know. I said, some people might prefer this because they're not like pretending, but like, I don't know, man. What do you, how do you feel about that? Man. Sound like a real incel over there, RJ. <laughs> I mean, I have no va- I have no violent tendencies toward this thing. I was just, I saw it and I went, I is that all it is, huh? <laughs> yeah, that that sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds like it's about the clicks. <clears throat> I don't know. It was, uh, and then it's it was like, jarring. Come to my OnlyFans page. I mean, I'll, that was I'll, pro- I'll pose with video game cartridges. <laughs> that was probably in the link, but... I imagine like these mega nerd dudes who like That's are a... really into the like the cosplays for horn dog reasons. It's like Thurston. they probably yeah they probably want more pageantry to it though. No, like it, like not just like holding a copy of the game. I don't know. Lawrence is a huge weeb. So what do you think? Do you think he's got input on well, this? Well, what the what the wait for him to weigh in next week when he can write in talk about his uh his masturbation history and what is what his well, what his kinks are. I, I talked about I, mean, I talked about mine earlier, so I mean, everyone, I mean, I just want to can... know what he thinks about cosplay. I don't need king. No, I mean, he definitely needs to talk about it. You talk about it on Discord. Put it in writing. He could talk about it on yeah. Discord. Yeah, have that information yeah. collected and gathered and disseminated. What will they learn? <laughs> How to market to you? Oh, this crosses over into a to weeb shit and and video game talk and news. Uh, oh, because J- Justin Peterson doesn't love us now, apparently. Oh, well, yeah, but I saw there was a courtesy of Lawrence. I did not know that there was a, a Zelda game coming out soon. Yes, and there was a trailer, which I watched a, a man crying over. And I that's ridiculous. And I I watched it and I went, that sure looks like a video game, all right. Yeah, I know because. Well, I mean, they had a they had a trailer for this Zelda game like over a year ago, maybe more than that, and that one was like a cinematic. That one looked pretty cool. This one was, I mean, it was fine. It's still it's just an announcement trailer. It's like you see him run for two seconds and then, and that's it. So it's like, what are you crying about? We are. Oh, I spoke too soon. Ah, uh, new email. New email. So what else? Here, before we leave this, what else, What other father of Ganon? From the Nintendo Direct, did you uh, pull out? Are you excited for Pikmin 4? 
Uh, I did not see that. Pikmin 4 is coming, huh? Pikmin 4 is coming. Are you excited for all of the new Resident Evil games to be on Switch cloud version? What? What does that mean? You know mean? about cloud version games? It means it streams to your thing? Streams, like, yeah. So you have to have constant internet connection to, uh, That's to stream awful. the game. That's awful. Yeah, apparently uh, heavy gamers are apparently upset about this. Yeah. Lawrence can fill us in on the Discord. That's right. See where he stands. Yeah. He's I don't our, know. I've uh, never tried one. He's our video game correspondent. Yes. <laughs> he's out in the field. <laughs> Patch him in. Yeah. So what's Peterson up to? Better late than never. Oh, oh you're man. Getting your... You were almost too late. We almost moved on. <laughs> we, we almost were done. Yep. Hey, Jaren RJ. What's happening? With this Fast and Furious Creeps Discord, I'm starting to think weekly emails may be a thing of the past. I don't know. We'll just have to see how it goes as a loyal weekly emailer. My goodness. Some people aren't on the Discord. Some people aren't part of the Patreon, you know? That's right. Yeah. The, the, we'll see. the bustling community. Well, it's, they, it's something. Yeah, they know there's there's gold in them hills. It's a community, all right. <laughs> all I don't know come, if I would describe it as bustling. They're all coming together, bunch of just it's a real sausage party. Well, get some women out there. Yeah. Female wrote into the show once. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, once or twice. I'm startled. Huh. Goat movie huh. question of the week. Yeah. So speaking of the Fast and the Furious, I hate those movies. But what is your favorite Paul Walker movie? R.I.P. Monster in the Closet. There you go. Yeah, you heard it here first. What about you, Jer? I'm gonna go Joyride. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Joyride is pretty good because it's got Rooster Nails, Andy Kane. Did you know that? Here's something for you. Did you know that they rebranded Joyride on Amazon Prime? Uh, like it's a different title. Uh, no. Because I saw the wow. poster and I was like, is, "Is that you? What? Hoffman? Am I here in Discord on your side? No, I I don't have any sound on. What the fuck? That must be you, but how? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god. Anyways, on on uh, Prime, Joyride is called Roadkill, which is a way less good name. That's less That's good. Kind of a bummer. That's less real, good. Not great. Yeah. Road Joyride's kill. a good. Oh, Varsity Blues. Well, he's not in that that much, but that's just a good movie. Yeah. Monster. Yeah, he is in Monster in the Closet. Okay, I was right. <laughs> you were right. Yeah. You For a second, it. I was like, is he in that? And then I was like, yeah, he is. I think they killed Dog in that movie, though, so that's kind of a bummer. Too bad. Well, Anyways. <laughs> to this email business. Yeah. Um, that Into the Blue movie was all right. Is that a surf movie? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Creepsville finest eats ever eaten at the Taro Noodle House. I have no uh, idea what to pick. We don't have many noodle places in old Chucktown. I yeah. will have what you're having. <laughs> so we ate there for the first time like a couple months ago. Because uh, that re- Peterson might not know this. After we get through this big run of eating at Creepsville... We, we can show Peterson those um, New Year's posts, uh, those New Year's YouTube posts of all the restaurants that fail in Creepsville <laughs> every year. Because uh, uh, they get longer and longer every year. I think last year's was like eight minutes of just uh, failed restaurants. 
Uh, so we have a lot of turnover in Creepsville, and uh, that building is especially cursed because it's been like six different restaurants in the last 15 years. But Taro has been there for like quite a while, actually, like four or five years. So yep. um, we never ate there because it was in that building. We're like, ah, oh, this will be closed down in a month, and then it never closed. So we ate there like a couple months ago, and we got like a bento box thing. And I would describe it as um, fancy uh, Manchu walk. You remember Manchu Walk? I, I do. For the American boys, uh, kind of like a Panda Express. <laughs> but uh, it was more than that. Like, I got that, which I actually liked quite a bit. Andrea got a ramen, and she liked that. She thought it was really good. So it was, it was actually a pretty good place. We just haven't eaten there that much. Do you I, frequent Taro? I had noodles there one time, and mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I love... I like myself some uh, Asian noodle variety, and sure. uh, it's a noodle house. Why not try it? And it was like the blandest fucking no- yeah. soup I've ever had. There was no spice, nothing, like no flavor. No miso? It, it sucked. I don't yeah. even know what it was. It was just like, man, this place isn't going to last. And here we are. It turns out people have really yeah. bad taste in food. Uh, or yeah. our options are just terrible. Uh, well, and then all one our restaurants close within a month. Time. So. Uh, I had a, I think a meeting there and I was like, I was not excited about that, but it was kind of like yeah. the end of their, like, I don't even know if it wasn't even like a true like buffet or anything like that, but they had like food out on a plate, a table. And yeah. I tried that and it seemed fine, but it was like, again, like high end Manchu walk. Fancy Manchu walk. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I like Manchu walk and Haroba. That's a good restaurant in Lethbridge too. Haroba is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just fancy version of that, I guess. And by fancy, I just mean they're trying harder. Right. Yeah. Tor- uh, taro. Noodles. Taras. Oh, oh, this is, this is the, I think, the important part, though. One yeah. last thing. Boys, I done messed up and forgot to figure out how many games JD picked correctly this last week. Son of a bitch. Oh, shit. I do know his Cardinals Super Bowl pick lost game one. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, didn't listen, they, didn't li- they didn't listen to the show. Well, I mean, the competitor must have been. Fuck. Not, not good. Brand- they must have been listening to Brand X. Yeah, that's right. If you would like to continue this little pick'em game, I will post last week's results to Discord if you want to see how week two treats you. Sounds good oh, to me. Sounds good. Sure, sure yeah. that works. Yours in creeping. Big Skull Boy, J Money Peterson. Ooh, are you a big school boy? Do you like chew, Jarrett? Uh, no. <laughs> I know, I know, uh, I, I know. You want to bring chew back, and it is coming back. I, but... I, I don't want to bring chew. No, I've never liked chew. No, you love it. You love. Chew. You talk about it all the time. You're really jealous of those who do. I've never liked chew. Made me throw up. Blech. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What were you talking about? Uh, that's the end of emails. Oh, okay. That's okay. We've been talking for an hour and a half. Football. How, how'd your team go? How, how'd, how'd your team do? Uh, so I'm in a work pool. Uh, there is like 16 of us in there. Uh, it gets pretty It gets pretty tight. It's hard to win. Do you, tra- do you, uh, do you do trades? No, is it's it... not a fantasy league. So uh, it's just a pick them one where it's you pick the winners each week. And then oh. uh, if you get the win, you get the point. So oh, it's 50 bucks and then... For the next 10 weeks every week there's a winner if you win you get 20 bucks and then if you win the whole thing you get all the points it's all the money that's left it's like this year i think they said it's going to be like 700 dollars or something 
Oh, Some crazy. Damn. So I've, I've uh, never done this, something like this in my life. I'm just I'm just looking at. Uh... <laughs> but anyways, I uh, the uh, I got second this week. So first week, the winner had 11 picks right, and I had 10 picks right. And there was two or three of us that had 10 picks right. So I'm tied for second. I don't know if you were aware, but uh, one one uh, Bobby that we know, he, yes. he, he was at an NFL preseason game in Vegas, the Raiders and the Patriots. And, of course, and he, yeah, but his... And he got to watch his Patriots get decimated. So he's still a Patriots fan, even though Brady left, hey? Apparently. Huh. Huh. Yeah, the Patriots are real bad right now. Good. Real bad. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm, look I'm at, well, look at this. Bills won. Eagles won. Bears won, mm-hmm. Steelers won, Dolphins uh-huh. won, Browns yeah. won. Uh huh. What the fuck draw? Uh, no, there was no draw. Was there? Apparently, Colts Jeez. and te- the Texans. Is this like a twenty twenty? Colts and Texans. What the fuck is this? this? Yeah, what is that? Colts. Oh fuck yeah, I guess twenty twenty. So they had a. Uh... And overtime, no one scored. Usually, they just let that ride. But oh, this is crap! What is this? The Saints beat the Falcons. That's a poor shit. Ravens won. Yes, the yeah. uh, the Elder Dragon Highlanders won against the Jaguars. No. Yeah. Uh, Vikings. See, that's my uh-huh. pick. I I cannot remember if I went Titans or Giants. Um, there. Uh, oh, I can't remember. That was a contentious one. It was down to the, up down to a point. Yeah. It was Damn. yeah, that was close. I, I mean, that, Tennessee. Hey, that 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 is a real clash of giants, large individuals. Oh, clash of the behemoths! There you go. Ah, uh, oh, the Chargers beat the Raiders. That's that's just disgusting. I lost that point. And I picked the Raiders. The, chi- the Chiefs issue. beat the Cardinals like in a blowout. Good God. <laughs> Kansas City's had a pretty good team the last couple of years. They they have ups and downs, but they, they're a decent team. They more than double. <laughs> That's like the worst. Yeah. It's the worst performance of any of the teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you let you man, had to be my, there. my my D thirty two let me down. Apparently, it did. It did. Do you want to re roll? Uh, not this week. Uh, no, because we're on week two. I, I what about I, oh, halfway see, I, through? And I did pick the I did pick, I did pick the Cowboys over the Buccaneers because I thought the Cowboys would have like uh, you know access to better cowboy power. Yeah, cowboy power. Um, they're they're not they're not like locked to the sea. I mean, they can get pretty yeah. dicey out there on the sea, and they have superior firepower if you're thinking they about do. things. They but do. they lost big time, yeah. and the Seahawks won. So I didn't do too bad. Completely yeah. arbitrarily picking things. You didn't do too bad. Yeah, do you want to join our football to, uh, nope. pool? 50 bucks. Nope. You'd be a week down in it. In this pool, you'd have no chance of winning overall. But you okay. could win a couple individual weeks. Okay. Well, I could, yeah. <laughs> make, try to make your money back. Yeah. Damn. No, I'm good. Or, or you know, I'll, I'll whatever. Just, no, I'm, I'm fine. We're fine. Uh, fine. Fine. You, you got any news? Uh, I don't know. The, Everyone's dead. The, the, Ken Starr is dead. For Ken Starr, I couldn't. Who could forget Ken Starr? <laughs> He's a real winner. Yeah. Anyways, that's enough rambling on. We're, we're keeping it loose. We're chilling, just like Oliver Granger said. Yes. Yeah. We got two movies to talk about, Jared. Yeah, technically. 
Is it not an act- uh, an official spine number? Nah. Son of a bitch. It's in, it's in there. It's in there. Okay. After the break, um, it's about sexuality. What do you mean? Text. Cinema. This is the Criterion Groups podcast, and tonight we're talking about Symbiopsychotaxoplasm from 1968, directed by William Greaves. For some mm. reason, RJ, no tagline for this film. I, Why? I don't know. Make I guess, one. I guess synopsis. Make make a tagline on the spot. Um, it's what it's about, man. Okay, that works. Yeah. In Manhattan's Central Park, a film crew directed by William Greaves is shooting a screen test with various pairs of actors. It's a confrontation between a couple. He demands to know what's wrong. She challenges his sexual orientation. Cameras shoot the exchange, and another camera records Greaves and his crew. Sometimes we watch the crew discussing the scene, its language, and the process of making a movie. Is there such a thing as natural language? Are all things related to sex? The camera records distractions. A woman rides horseback past them. 
uh, a garrulous homeless man, a vet who sleeps in the park chats with them up. What's the nature of making a movie? <laughs> Gee, I don't know. <laughs> Cinema. That's all I got. So, RJ, uh, have you? Are you familiar with this film? Have you seen it before this week? It's uh, I, yeah. Who who hasn't seen Symbio? Um, Psycho Taxoplasm. It's like one of those movies that uh, is a staple in uh, Canadian households. Well, I mean, funny that you mentioned that. Is uh, the director uh, William Greaves? He cut his teeth uh, working on documentary film for the National Film Board of Canada. Which one? The one. The. The one. Holy cow! For the whole NFB, he did them all. No. Holy cow! He, he that's where he, that's where. Uh, he learned everything he knew, which was, which actually makes sense. Uh, the the, the, yeah. the NFB was very much in documentary and cinema verde um, was a th- was a thing and sort of experimental things and looking at life and uh, <clears throat> approaching it that way. Mm-hmm. So coming to this, uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> interesting. This is this is I you, you know what it is as soon as you start what? watching it. Okay. You know, had you, had you not seen this film? Never, before? I've never seen it before. Oh, I'm surprised. Uh, the title is intimidating. Uh, that's one way to put it. Yeah, I thought this would have been like Fedora era Jarrett. No, smoking ciggies, watching Symbio no. Psychotaxoplasm. No, just all kind of falls into place. You would think one would make that mistake. Yeah, and I did. That's okay. No, that's okay. You fuck, right. you fucked up. But this, is, but, but this is symbiopsychotaxoplasm take one. As How the many takes are there? This, well, there's two and a half. Oh, okay. Interesting. If you can, if you can imagine, um, that's how this film actually ends. Because there isn't really a movie here. It is a series of events, like uh, a series of unfortunate events. Not well, not quite. You're talking okay. about tits. Yeah, there is. Yep. What else do they talk about? Um, there's a certain word that gets dropped uh, with a bloom uh, frequency. Uh, I, I believe RJ, you might be referencing in your letterbox review, is a hard F. Now, is that used as a noun or a verb? <laughs> All. Just yes. All. Yeah, there. There's a few, uh, particularly. By the uh, lead actor, he has some strong. Doesn't language. that? Is, is, but if he's the, the, what do you mean the lead actor? The the lead screen test actor, the person like in the scene over and well, over. Well, but over the, again. isn't there multiple people? There are, but the one the one who uses it the most is the one uh, after the intro. Right, like, the guy who's uh, the, who's in, got a bit a of a good stutter. Chunk of this. Yeah, and he's in a good chunk of this. The okay. bridge guy. Right. Bridge well, because I think it's not just him who is uh, doing the role, I guess, who is playing yep. the, the character. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, the whole the whole, so the screen test of this, like, film, uh, which I guess originally was going to be called Over the Cliff, okay. um, is this husband and wife there in the park. The wife is mad, and mm-hmm. the husband's, like, trying to, like, confront her about it. 
And she's like, well, I saw you with him. He's like, what do you mean you saw me with him? I saw the way you looked at that man at a church, I guess. Is that? I mean, uh, it's kind of implied. Like yes. That, yeah. And then he's like, wow, you're, you're crazy. And uh, then, yes, it's just like, the accusations of you're a gay man. I'm married to a gay man. Like, and it, this is the scene as it plays out. Um, but it's we yeah it's only until you watch the second part that you see kind of like the back end of the scene it seems like a lot of the emphasis is on the, the fir- one scene. The, the one part of the scene mm-hmm. um where where things turn violent rj well there there's some shouting yeah take two and a half there is there's a lot of shouting lot i don't shouting. know if that was scripted mm-hmm i don't know I don't know. I don't know either. So yeah. this is kind of like the the sto- the story of the film that's being worked on, which is barely a film at all. But the film itself uh, that we're talking about is this is William Grease has this idea. The director, mm-hmm. uh, he wants to break down these barriers and his redressing his frustrations, which are things that I guess when you're a filmmaker – who mm-hmm. is who watches a lot of films, thinks a lot about films. When you watch a lot of stuff, you kind of like go, "Why does it have to be like this?" And I mean, you know, we have old Jean Luc Godard who just died this week, as we record. Sure. Um, he was doing the exact same thing uh, about ten years earlier. The whole French New Wave kind of emerged out of this idea of like looking at these movies, um, the, the, the the this visual culture that's in abundance and everyone's watching because TVs are just starting to creep into people's living rooms, but most people are still going to theaters. And I guess when you're kind of going through your academic education and being introduced to uh, new ways of looking and thinking, mm-hmm. uh, some of this stuff can be really uh, rote uh, and predictable. And you're like, I want to do something interesting. I want to do something cool. And that's why you have this like, plethora of films that are like this i feel like this is like a genre in itself about uh challenging what cinematic narrative can be and i mean you're kind of beatnik writers you're modernists uh you know 30 years earlier in literature are doing Mm -hmm. this challenging what what can be on the page how to write about things but movies are a lot more um abrupt i guess it's like we you know it feels like years ago now when we talked about Naked Lunch. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. uh, read too much William S. Burroughs and the cut-up method. This is all part and parcel of that, uh, of trying mm-hmm. to de- deconstruct traditional narratives um, and the way things are constituted. And this is just an example of that approach that Grease has where he's kind of like said, well, how about the, the thing that we're making, there's going to be a person shooting that, but it's a test screen and there's, you know, there's a makeup girl we learn mm-hmm. uh, later on, but it just looks like it's just people outside. And the crew is just yeah. a bunch of amateurs who, like, some of them barely even know how to, like, load cameras or be like, hey, I'm going to run out of um, film. <laughs> so where's the other one? And the whole the whole process of, like, labeling your canisters to know which can of film comes from what camera so when you go to edit it's not just this like waste of time of looking at film over and over again mm-hmm. uh and this is what this is what greaves wants 
he, he wants he wants something real he wants uh, an experience of like this is what movies should be like maybe i don't know if he actually is arguing that if that's what he thinks movies should be but i feel like uh he's trying to look for something that seems a little bit more authentic and uh i think i don't know again this stuff's not for everybody but sure. I, I will say let me preface this that i enjoyed this more than i was expecting to um, it was, uh, I don't know. It, it was it, for somehow, and this is like what 75 minutes long or so. And, sure. uh, it went by pretty quick, okay. which I was, I was startled by. <laughs> I was like, Oh, yeah. like that first half hour just breezed by. I've watched movies recently that it felt like an eternity <laughs> and it just kept moving. Cause there's always like changes like you're never really stuck with any one thing for, for too too long um and then just moves on to the next scene um and this is one of the more screenshotable films we've watched recently um one, lot, one, yeah. one of the, one of the highlights recently was jigoku uh mm-hmm. was, was pretty good uh this one's right up there mostly though because everybody is um somewhat crass uh, and very uh, there's some strong language and, and, some, and very blunt so you get some nice uh, images where you're like oh look at look at those words they're using oh, I'm blazoned with my closed captioning on the Criterion channel perfect um, so we have a lot of scenes of Greaves explaining what the cameramen are going to be doing where they're going to be because he wants one cameraman filming the action he wants another cameraman filming the filming of the project and then he wants a third person over like kind of filming the entire apparatus which like a lot of the time does any of that matter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I, I feel like the one the ones no. already kind of doing the job and then beyond that you're just like well yeah i mean it becomes redundant but mm-hmm. it, it's always good to have coverage i've heard sure full coverage is important. full coverage ask anybody so we the, i guess like probably one of the scenes that sticks out at me still uh other than the uh early on greaves like before they're asked for their permit from one of the uh the horse cops uh, that come running by to check out what these weirdos are doing in Central Park and if they have permission to, which they did. Uh, William Greaves is kind of saying, I want you to like shoot stuff off to the side. Like, even if you're filming this thing, if something catches your attention, just like film that instead. It's like, look at that. Here's the woman with the tits. Here she comes. <laughs> it's like, whoa. He and, said, I didn't know William Greaves was Italian. <laughs> and then, of course, he's like, nah, nah. I mean, I was just joking. I was just joking around. Yeah, yeah. that is what he it's says. Like, like, uh, are these were these barriers you talked about? Were any of them sexual by chance? These barriers that he sought to. Well, break th- those were the thematics of the entire film. Everything's sexual, oh. RJ. Which oh, I I don't really I don't I don't get I don't get from this. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of. I mean, like, the dialogue is related to relationships. Sure, <laughs> but uh, everything sexual else, sexual in nature. Every, yeah, moves. everything else. You're just like. That seems uh, suspect of a claim. Other than the call out of the tits, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, that one is explicit. Like me, but... well, I mean, he was just—he was really horny at them at that time because those those two things come like right back to back. I mean, yeah, he he just he saw something and he went for it. <laughs> I think there's one bit where um, during one of these rehearsals, uh, the camera's like shooting him, and he just looks at the camera. He's like, 
Ah, oh, quit pointing. Look over there. Point elsewhere. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. but you, they told you. To, you told them what to do. <laughs> you told them to yeah. shoot stuff that they're interested in, which is good. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I like that. And of course, like probably uh, the one sequence because it takes up a large chunk of the runtime of this. That probably is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but that I found it interesting anyway uh, is when the crew are talking about the film and they're filming themselves yeah. talking about the film and they're talking about the, the the existence of this footage and the conversation which the director doesn't know exists until the day mm-hmm. that he gets the footage when he goes to put it all together and the whether or not the fact that it exists will change the entire form of the documentary itself mm-hmm. and which is really interesting I guess to me, but because mm-hmm. there, there's like this one, the one woman in there, she kind of like jumps in there. She's like, well, no, this isn't wrong. This is like violating his, his vision of it. But, yeah. but I mean, I like, I completely disagree with her because mm-hmm. I mean, and I think like most of the guys that were there kind of like, well, no, it's like, this is what he asks us to do is that yeah. it, this would be, it would be inauthentic to not talk about this because it's on our minds and we are talking about it now because yeah, like there's some. It's a it's a weird production, and people are and people are sure. weird. But uh, man, that's kind of like the main linchpin of. I guess you'd call it the conflict. And in sure. part two, or sorry, take two and a half uh, yeah. at the at the Q and A, which the captions identify uh, Bill Greaves as Bill Gates. Uh, yeah. Terrific. <laughs> at one point, it just says Bill Gates and Steve Buscemi. And I was like, "Whoa, Bill Gates is there!" And I went, "No, that's that's just Bill Greaves. He's just older." Did you get a screenshot of that? I did. Good, terrific, yeah. terrific. I'm not sure what how it'll what, what use it is, but I don't know. It's just a just a piece of history, Jerry. Just of like history. all these Criterion films, right? It's, it's all a history. Yeah. Um. So anyway. I'm trying to think of uh, that. Was like the main thing was that sequence. It doesn't leave much of an impression. It's nothing. It's not a movie you can recommend, though. Uh, you know, p- people are going to ask me, perhaps, well, what movie are you talking about this week? And they'll say, Symbiopsychotaxoplasm. And they'll go, whoa, what's that about? Is that the new Cronenberg film? I. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I have a, a buddy I work with, and last week, he was like, what's the movie next week? And it's like, Symbiopsychotaxoplasm. And he just went, fuck off. <laughs> And there was no follow-up, just fuck off. <laughs> and uh, I, I appreciated it. I was like, yeah. I was like, because I hadn't watched it at that point yet. And I was like, I, was like, I feel how you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Uh, what were you talking about? Well, I'm, I'm trying to think about stuff to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of split screen. Sure. where we have is. Where we have three feeds, often it's two feeds, of what's mm-hmm. going on simultaneously of events. And then it kind of like zooms in on it. I will say... I, the the way that these films were edited, you, it's a real contrast of um, aesthetics, though. But I so much prefer the 1968 Take One film to the 2004 thing, because I, it, it, I have something to say about all of that too. And man, it really comes clear when, I mean, there's like some production elements of Take One that are that do date the film, but. Man, the 2004 stuff, like the the weird cross cutting of like the title, the symbiopsychotaxoplasm coming together, it just felt like this cheap video editing. It just felt rinky dink. Uh, 
and then it just felt off. It felt mm-hmm. kind of like I mean, it's kind of like revisiting uh, something decades later. More often than not, it doesn't work very well. It does. It doesn't really. You can't really add to what the first thing was uh, very uh, satisfactorily. And I mean, damn it, Steve Buscemi, who I guess like him and Steven Soderbergh were big fans. Big fans I'm when they because sure. they they saw this I guess uh, in like 1992 a revival of it in like uh, yeah 92 Sundance Film Festival and mm-hmm. uh, they were like yeah we gotta, we gotta get the word out on this movie this is incredible and I don't know <laughs> it's like sure and it's so much though that they were able to secure financing for the sequel which is interesting like how much money do you really need. I mean, is it enough to pay for the cameras? I mean, I guess for, for a person to take time off of whatever work they're doing, yeah. which is a lot of, because um, so yeah, the one thing so William Grace, he is a fil- he's a documentary filmmaker, and this is kind of mm-hmm. I would say probably one of his more is probably one of his more experimental works. He worked he did a lot of like you know conventional stuff. You know, he did stuff on you know Booker T. Washington, Frederick Douglass, uh, Ida he did B. Wells. On Booker T. No, <laughs> well, yes. Oh. But not the Booker T. Not a, Booker? A Booker T. Oh, okay. Who who made oh, a, I, yeah. who made a greater impact? Uh, that's that's for the history books to decide. Yeah, I, I know where my vote lands, but yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, he a lot he kind of came about as uh, you know, a voice in like the civil rights movement. Um, and this is uh, I guess probably his most noteworthy film. Um, as it's mm-hmm. in the Criterion Collection, it's got the crazy name, and um, I don't know what more to say about that other than I enjoyed it f- for uh, what it was, and um, I don't know. But again, I, it would be a tough thing to recommend to people. It's not. It's not for everyone. But mm-hmm. if you got that Criterion Channel, and you're kind of like, well, shit, I guess I'll I want to watch something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, well, I mean, maybe it'll Rob be Zombie's this. Monsters doesn't come out for a month. Yeah, that's so true. What, got, what, you, what else are you going to watch? Got, you got time to kill. Yeah, yeah. What else are you going to o- do? Only a month, huh? Well, I, I, I think. Bef- who, who's to say? Oh, you want you want to hear what Steven Soderbergh, a longtime proponent of the film, reflected on this right. film? The the director of Shitsopolis. Yes. As you can imagine. I just thought it was one of the most amazing things I'd ever seen. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how great it was and that it wasn't famous. I mean, really famous. Even then, almost 10 years ago, I felt maybe it's still, and even now, too far ahead of its time. It's the ultimate quote-unquote reality piece. The difference being in this case that nobody was in on the joke, and that's what makes it so brilliant. When you do a reality show on TV today, you know you're part of a show and that they're going to start creating obstacles for you or trying to complicate the situation purposefully and consciously. Here, you're just watching a situation where people are absolutely convinced that Bill is out of control, doesn't know what he's doing, and you're a fly on the wall. And then the ultimate mutiny takes place. It's really incredible. I think when he was presented with that material, he must have felt like the cinema gods were smiling on him. I mean, I, I, there's I some... think Soderbergh's not entirely accurate because the Joe Schmo show was <laughs> a fake reality show where everyone was in on it except for the one guy, for mm-hmm. Joe Schmo. 
And like that, that was that was pure reality, Jared, because like he thought he was on a reality show, but the reality show was actually Truman Show reality show, and like that, that's pretty pure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I got to say about Soderbergh. I have other opinions on him, but none for airing. Oh, I see. Well, do you, do you, do you like what he said? Do you agree with the? Uh, it's a. I think there's some interesting ideas of uh, its play. I mean, from a historical standpoint of how sure, this sure. was made, but I think that this was going on. Like, this is 1968. Mm-hmm. There's there was a lot of movies happening. Um, uh, I, I yeah. think about. I mean, so when did uh, F for Fake come along? F for Fake. It's like 73. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's always right. 1973. What a yeah. what a recall that was. So. But I mean, so that's like that's five years later. I mean, and it's sort of in the the wheelhouse of this. But I mean, it's Orson Welles, and he can't help himself. And I mean, it's mm-hmm. it is about like showing off. This is the opposite, I guess, of, of showing off. This is very grounded and stripped yeah. down, and it's exactly what it is. And I don't know, it's worthwhile. This is perfect film school viewing, mm-hmm. I guess. And you're either going to Soderbergh right into it, and this is absolutely a Steven Soderbergh pick. One hundred percent, but I think if you're a, if you're a brackage man or a brackage person mm. of any sort, um, probably you might not like this very much. You might not be that into this. Maybe not. Yeah. So did this come out in '68? Apparently. You know what else came out in '68? Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yes, it did. Two thousand one Space Odyssey, Once Upon a Time in the West, yep. Rosemary's Baby, Barbarella, Where Eagles Dare, Planet of the Apes, Night of the Living Dead, and Bullet. Those are the top ten films of sixty eight. Symbiopsycho Taxoplasm is not in the top ten, unfortunately. Fortunately. But I just thought I'd give you a give you a little uh, look into what else was going on at the time. <laughs> at the time. Sarge, what did you think of Symbiopsychotaxoplasm? Here, what do you think I thought about Symbiopsychotaxoplasm? Um, I will say you think that... <laughs> I don't know, actually. You might okay, just... You, you, you might have a... It was an alright show <laughs> type of take. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll hit you. We'll find out. All we'll all find out together, folks. So here's something. Okay. I find this thing equally, and I, I take this as such. I, I find it equally art house trash. Sure. Which you know that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yep. I, I should say there are movies that try to do art house trash and are bad. But there's movies that are genuine art house trash that are good. You right. know what I mean, Jared? Mm-hmm. Not, so, not necessarily so, a bad thing. I mean, on 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 your art house trash tag, uh, yeah. we've got Under the Silver Lake. Oh, yeah, that's art house trash. Halloween 2. Oh, big time. Uh, Double Life of Veronique. Yep. And we've got Cuso. <laughs> Is that all that's in there? Uh, the Taint. Ah uh, yes, yes, and and the works of Stan Brakhage. Yes, yeah. Is that it though? I thought I had oh, way more. No, in there's there's trash. like there's a couple. There's like oh, okay. like a couple dozen. I just grabbed some highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween two, 
is the definition of art house trash, I think. The bad kind, oh, in my opinion. You know, I saw a clip of the end of that movie recently, and I was like, it's, it's actually not that bad. Rob Zom- I think that Robert Zombie's onto something. You know, I, love, I, I'm love, with you. Love, love hurts, RJ. Love hurts. I'm totally with you on uh, how Rob Zombie's Halloween. And uh, I think the first 20 minutes of Halloween 2 are pretty spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> like the hospital stuff in yeah. Zombies Halloween 2. Do you think he's going to bring any of that flair to uh, the monsters? <laughs> uh, only time will tell. A couple weeks, three, four weeks. That's all we got to wait uh-huh. now. Um, so anyways, yeah, this, this is the art house trash camp, which, uh, it, it's, it's like for me, I don't know. It, it goes either way. There's some stuff I like. There's some stuff I don't. Uh, I think, uh, the first five, 10 minutes of this movie, I was like, what are we doing here? Not in like, not a bad way. I was like, what is this thing about? Uh, and then you start to figure it out and you're like, oh, I see. This is an experiment, Jared. Well, when William Greaves tells you what the film's about. Yes, when he kind of like talks about it, yeah, and like, uh, so I kind of like I looked at this as like almost like a social psychology experiment because that's what it seems like to me, where he's like seeing people's, uh, basically like their limits on what they are willing to do. It's kind of like, have you ever heard of that experiment that's real, like, like bread and butter social psych experiment where it's like, here's a waiting room, the someone will be with you soon, and they like a couple people in. And then no one ever comes and they just wait to see how long these people will wait for. And it's just like, will they leave after a half an hour? And some dudes do. Some people wait like two hours and then they're like, is anyone coming? And then they leave. And then there's always like one guy who's there for like six hours. And it's like, like, can like, is this happening or and they don't know? And you just kind of wait to see how long people will actually, you know, go along with it. That's what I felt when I was watching this. I was like, this seems like a, seems like a psychology experiment more than it is a, a movie and uh I, I i'm i'm down with that like uh are you I, here I, for it i'm not here for it i'm not here for it but i'm down with that kind of stuff so symbiose psychotaxoplasm there's some stuff that i find kind of frustrating about it where i'm like ugh, and uh kind of i, I wouldn't say sloppy but i was kind of like yeah it's like i'm not super into this but i do I think as an idea, Jarrett, do you know about ideas? As an as an idea, I was like, this is, I see why this is uh, something that people like and kind of maybe not cherish other than maybe Steve Buscemi. But it's like, I can see why people are into this. And I think film people are reading it wrong. So like Soderbergh and maybe Steve Buscemi like their their take on like how it is as a film I actually I don't I don't know if that's right like I see this as like a genuine experiment about people and that's that's how I kind of take it and I like that aspect of it because like I think William Greaves set it up in an interesting way here's one of the 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 hardest things about this though and I don't know if it's intentional or not but William Greaves is uh he's not a a very articulate person and he's not well-spoken. So like when Pete, when people are asking him questions and again, like maybe this was his, his intent, but he'd be like, uh, I don't know. You, you know, people you say, just, you just do something. People say the same thing about us on this. Very I, I know, I know. And, and that's why, and that's why I'm not leaning one way or the other. It's just like, people ask him questions about like what to do and stuff. And he's like, ah, 
I don't know. And then there there will be scenes of people in. Like, hey, do that behind it, it was really. Like, he doesn't it, seem like he knows what he's uh, well, doing. Well, I, th- I think it was also. I mean, he was very sweaty. Well, I yeah. But and like, when, you know and what, this, so this is one of the things though about uh, being a director is people yeah. come looking for you about a lot of things, and mm-hmm. and and for the very fact that this is a very chaotic, uh, yeah. n- the, the nature of this Couple is of very days. chaotic. That when you're dealing with this stuff, people ask you stuff and you're just like, Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I, what else we supposed yeah, to respond? Yeah, and I get that. Yeah, yep. I, I, I get feel, that totally. Yeah, I feel like um, I would say that this is more an example of a, of a man uh, who's trying to hold it together, and yeah. this is the result. Is more rather and, than anything like that. And see, that's what I that's what I mean. Where it's like it's like I I actually had a hard time t- uh, trying to figure out what it was. I was like, is this actually what they say it is? And then and he's just kind of like trying his best, or in my mind, I was like, is Bill Greaves a secret genius? And this is all an elaborate plan. And even well, his responses. We're all secret like, geniuses. Well, do you know what I mean? Not in the way that these other people are talking about him. Like, I feel like, is there a realm of possibility where it's like, even his like am- ambiguous, vague responses, like, ah, I don't know, I just do something. It's like, is, is that even planned where it's like, that was his intent or he's he didn't want to tell people too much, you know? Right. And, well, and like he sure says think... that at some point where he's like, he's like, film whatever. Like, so he's he says that. But like when people yeah. ask him like actual upfront questions, what do you want me to do? Well, it and literally like, is oh, an experimental film. And people are and, and these are people who are like, don't necessarily know because like, he doesn't know what he wants. But that's not how people operate either. People yeah. do want to know what to do. People need it, people crave direction. Yes, and from the director. <laughs> yes. So yeah, cool. People are like, "What? What are we supposed to be doing here? What is this?" And he's like, "I don't know. Figure it out." And uh, they're like, "What the what the shit?" It's like this is because this is like contrary to like any of your training you've Anything. ever received in any field. And so when yeah. you're actually confronted with this idea, because most a lot of people complain in their jobs, like, "Oh man, I wish there was like I had more freedom in my job and I was able to do what you wanted." And, like think of all the things that could come out of it instead. And you wind yeah. up with like when they do get that opportunity, it's like, what the fuck is this? This is nonsense. Yeah, no, and I, I like, I totally feel that too. Like, uh, I get it, I get it, and like that's what I mean. I was like, I, I think I was kind of watching it different, where I was like relating it more to something that I ha- understand better. I was like, I feel like they're doing this, and like not as much a movie thing, but. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You could inter you can interpret anything as anything. Like some people see a tomato and they're like, "It's a donkey." Yeah. Yeah. So like, whatever. Um, but uh, when you, I, I still haven't really said, but like, I I don't know about symbiopsychotaxoplasm because there's some stuff that like some of it I'm kind of like, eh, I don't like this. Like uh, some of the way things are approached, but there's a lot of it that I'm like, it is interesting. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it it is a compelling thing to watch where you're kind of like. You're like, I don't like for a lot of it. I was like, I'm not totally on board with all of this, but I am interested to see how it plays out. And like, in, even in my mind, I was like, I don't think there's going to be any kind of like resolution to anything. I was like, that's not what this is about, but I'm interested to see what these people actually kind of take out of this. And it's that, like, my biggest thing was, I was just relating it to that psych experiment where it was just like, how long are people just going to sit on something? before they like 
feel the urge to act. And I was just, I, I was like, I wonder what that is. Cause with the actors, it seems like they kind of have a boiling point at a couple times where some of the actors get really frustrated. And then the film crew kind of has a boiling point where they're recording stuff too. Right. Um, and then even when they're working, one of my favorite scenes in this is there's that guy who's like, maybe not the assistant director, but like some kind of producer or something, uh, Bob, Ro- uh, Bob Rosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's like trying to like make things happen. And he goes up to those people. He's like, I think this is what we got to do. And uh, one of the guys is like, he's like, we don't want you, Bob Rosen. Get out of here. We don't need you, Bob Rosen. I, I, I found that really funny for some reason, because he, he was like the man, Jarrett. Mm. who's the man trying to give them structure and those guys are like we don't need you get out of here so i don't know like uh it's a it's an interesting movie like there's i think a lot of people will pull different things out of it because like i i'm sure i i doubt a lot of people would see it the way i do but some people probably would people who have like i don't know So, so Jeffrey Anderson from CombustibleCelluloid.com, which was actually a site that I was a fan of uh, back in my high school days, described the film as, quote, a puzzle without an answer. And the most fascinating element of all is Greaves himself on camera. He doesn't really appear to know what he's doing, but perhaps he, but perhaps he does, end quote. See, it's like, I think that's a take on this. It's like, it's a take. Like, I don't know if it's a good take or anything like that. Maybe that's just how he was. And it's like you said, maybe he was just like, you know, trying to hold things together. But uh, maybe, maybe Bill Gates is actually Mm -hmm. doing more than he's letting on. Who knew Bill Gates had so much to offer? Who knew? Who knew? So it's uh it's an interesting uh this reminds me gambit. what do you think of all the uh the talk about the dialogue not being believable and then like the one guy starts saying this is how people talk and you're like no it isn't <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this is you cut my balls here uh, that was that was, that, was, that, was different. that that was a good bit but no there's some real like uh that isn't how people talk whatsoever it's like in fact I mean the dialogue is pretty much typical but i'm like i'm not sure he never there's really never no real definition of what does it mean to talk real because like what they're doing right yeah. then and there is real but then when it seems like when you start writing you have to change that because the way people mm-hmm. but there's those guys that are good at faking um really like realistic sounding dialogue yeah. remember remember when was... people used to say that quentin tarantino had realistic dialogue oh i know I remember. People remember, still do. That, I don't know about anymore. Well, some people. Some, some people. people do. Some people. I the only dialogue that stood like uh, stood out to me that I was like, mm, I was like, that's clunky. Was the stuff where he's like, he's like, you acting, quit acting on me. Why you acting on me? <laughs> and he's like, you really, you're really playing me for a. Or he's like, you're giving me a loop here, kid. You're really giving me on a loop here, kid. It was something weird like that. I was like, mm, like that's a little clunky. Yeah. But when it was just like single words where he was like trying to get stuffed out and she's like, no, uh, stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of how people talk. Like, sometimes ladies just don't want to say stuff, you know, Jared, you ever gotten the cold treatment? Cold shoulder? Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Yeah. I, so I don't know. Like Symbio, Symbio, Symbiote, the Venom 3 movie that we just watched this week. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's I, I find it it was compelling. 
and I wanted to see what happened. I took I took something different out of it. Is it a good movie? I don't know. I'm with you where it's kind of like, I don't, I'm not going to recommend, I, I mean, I don't recommend Criterions to anybody ever, but uh, even in the, the Chud Discord chat, like for people on there, it's like, I don't know if I'd even recommend it to those dudes. It's like, this is a very like... Uh, they, they, they don't watch the movies we talk about anyway. I, I mean, I know exactly. But even those dudes, it's like, I don't... You who have, like, casual interest in this stuff. Like, I don't think you guys would even like this. Like, no. <laughs> I could see people either, like, creaming over it, Duncan style, or just being like, what cares kind of thing. So I, I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I do... I see some merit in it, uh, but also I'm like, eh, I don't know. But I do think uh, Take Two and a Half, I think it invalidates a lot of this movie. Yeah. Because, and, like, we'll talk about that, but it's, like, I find, like, they are trying so hard to emulate and capture what this is that it completely, it, like, it completely invalidates it. Where it's, like, there's this scene where they're try- the guy's trying to get the camera crew to have that, like, candid talk again. And he's, like, yeah, we're doing this, you know. It's, like, because it was in the first one. Remember? <laughs> Remember? And it's, like, it's encouraged. But, like, no one's really into it. And that scene only lasts, like, a minute long because, like... <laughs> Like all these people, it's like they probably know what this thing is now. So I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it can work a second time in pog form. Not in pog form, at least. Not in pog form. But yeah, I, I did not like take two and a half. I thought that was, uh, I trite and redundant. Yeah, no, I was uh not not into take two and a half either. Yeah, Um, yeah, it just felt like felt like a bad 2004 documentary that was yep. trying to like recapture something you're like i don't know, just watch the original that's like that's the thing this 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 like I, I, we all know that the yep. first one ends with coming soon uh take two which is like kind of a joke almost i felt yep. i don't know if it, yeah, he, I, I don't know if you meant I did, it i didn't take that seriously at all other than i knew I'm like oh it took that many years and i guess if it happens it's kind of cool but I'm like the fact that he didn't really do it it's like yeah well i guess i'll go back and do the footage again but it doesn't look right the the techniques are off like it's a more you know mature filmmaker now mm-hmm. doing it and it's like this 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 clunky yeah yeah, yeah i agree and it's like like i think the scene that just like summarizes it or like kind of embodies it completely is the camera crew for trying to force conversation to happen and it's not happening and she's like and like they even say she's like yeah this is what they did last time and you're just like yeah we know we watched it like we just watched it so yeah i i found take two and a half was a real real shit I was going to say that, Shit. you know, sometimes this filmmaking game, it's it's a young man's game. <laughs> Sorry, young person's game. But, yes, um, so I was just looking it up. I'm like, oh, William Grace is 42 when he made the, when he did this. Well, you couldn't tell by the mesh shirt he was wearing? Nah, that's, I guess you're that right. That screams early 40s. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's like, hot. It was hot outside. Look at, yeah. look at the sweat on his brow. I know years and years ago when you were in your 40s, you were wearing all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, like, capture, like capture the glory days yeah yeah jerry was wearing like crop tops and uh like austin powers obehave pants it was written on the ass no and uh, he was really really going for it i thought it worked i didn't think you needed to 
like change your style anymore. I thought you had something going. Be you, girl. So, uh, I'll yeah. throw out there the concept of symbiotaxoplasm originated from Arthur F. Bentley in his book Inquiry into Inquiries. Essays in Social Theory, which Greaves described as, quote, those events that transpire in the course of anyone's life that have an impact on the consciousness and the psyche of the average human being, and how that human being also controls or affects changes or has an impact on the environment. By inserting psycho into the term, Greaves emphasized the mental state affected by those events. Okay. That if someone if someone was talking to me seriously and was trying to explain that to me, I don't know how I would respond other than just okay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to take that. You know what I mean? Like I know that's entirely what he was intending, but what do you want me to? What do you want me to do with that? You know? You know what? Do you know what like? Do you know what the monsters is trying to do with their movie, Jared? Well, as its overarching theme, sexuality. Well, yeah, sexuality and the the monster inside, and acceptance. You know what I mean? Shit, oh, that's yeah. a kids movie. No, dude, it's all about like raw sexuality and like Damn. the implications of when that dialogue starts. It changes the landscape of things, mm. and you taxi to a different kind of plasm. Like you, we all know about ectoplasm. Do you know about? But have you ever heard about cinema Well, have you heard about plasma? I've heard about plasma. I've heard about plasma. That's on Netflix for you now, buddy. Okay. You can get into it. I, I hear ya. Recommend it. Okay. Or don't. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, interesting character study. <laughs> the human character. Jared. The human character. The human plasma. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to... Defend talk about this thing i think i said i said how i feel but uh i think this uh this is i don't see a middle ground for a lot of people i i see people just absolutely being like oh man it's it just says it all about filmmaking and you go okay and then i feel like there's people who would just be like nothing happened <laughs> weren't even there's nothing happening weren't even any ninja turtles or monsters in this thing for an hour you go yeah there wasn't no monsters. Monsters. The homeless guy is interesting. I'm, I'm trying to open up my uh, document so I can read who hates this film. Uh, I'll tell you who hates this film. Chad Fjurstad. Oh, I got it. I got it. Fjurstad. He's got a lot of words to say about it. I was trying to find... Actually, what I was trying to find, and I think that's been part of our culprit about our, mm. uh, our dip there, was uh, Oliver Granger. He had uh, pointed out uh, a real a real chud review for this. That was like four and a half stars and the, a description of it was that one half of it was like written. It was like concrete poetry, though. So mm-hmm. they wrote it in paragraphs, but then it was like flipped and it was like split mm-hmm. in half and, and mirrored. And you got to go, what are you doing? What are you doing here, bud? So it's like poetry. Did it rhyme? No. Can that guy do anything right? Ch- Ch- Chad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fjordstad. This is one of the biggest wastes of time I've ever had recommended. See, I'm not recommending it, folks. Yeah. And one of the most worthless films I've ever <laughs> seen receive a wide release. Come on, wide release. Especially one that spanned decades. Criterion. Really? 
Watching this movie is like watching an expansive behind-the-scenes special for a movie that doesn't actually exist. Behind-the-scenes features are rarely that interesting unless it's one of your favorite movies. So imagine how boring one would be for a low-budget movie that consists purely of two people having conversations at a park. I found absolutely mm. nothing of value through the, uh, through viewing this. At first, I felt like it uh, at least maybe a worthwhile time warp into 1968 when it was shot, but that whole idea quickly loses its charm when the vapidity of the content itself becomes apparent. There is nothing to take from any of these conversations or people. This may be what I consider the greatest failure of an experiment <laughs> in the format of a film ever made. I mean, is that not justification for the experiment in general no you know what i mean jared no it's not this is that's not what chad says i i hate when people are like uh come on criterion criterion's not good get out of here (laughs) all these people with this false idol criterion's this golden calf and they're just like oh it's so good it's like no it's not half these movies suck ass (laughs) (laughs) which uh brings me to chad fierston's band camp and i quote yeah, these movies suck ass. It's true though. Do you not agree? Uh, I my life would be probably improved having not seen half of these movies. Yes, yeah. So uh, this person has a link to a band camp, and the very first thing that pops up, which I'm assuming is a song, is called "Ass Life." <laughs> so that's good. That's good. I mean, what else is there to say? They, this person's a fan of Possession, Altered States, The Tenant, The Cook, The Thief, The Wife, and The Lover. So it's kind of like, this person maybe would have liked this movie, but uh, no. a lot of these movies suck ass, so what are you going to do? Um, they tagged it as boring. <laughs> so that's good. It's been a while since you busted that out. Yeah. Um, Siobhan Hansen, half a star. If you hate women and gay people, you might like this movie. Uh, if you enjoy listening to people interrupt and talk over one another while rubbing their own dicks over how genius they are, you might like this movie. Uh, RJ, RJ is all those things. I, I am. <laughs> in more than one way. Yeah. Uh, I believe this person's name is pronounced Siobhan. Oh, and the only reason I know that, Jared, is because of Succession, because there's a character named Siobhan, and it's spelt like this. And isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy, Jared? I learned something today. Yes, yes. Uh, this person five-starred The Babadook, 12 Monkeys, Jennifer's Body, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, you know, all those the kinds of things. Let's see what other half-star films there are. Retro Puppet Master. All right. That's a film I gave a half a star to as well. So interesting. Maybe they're honest. I mean, they one starred Bubble Boy. I feel like Bubble Boy can't be that bad. <gasps> they one starred Night Beast, Jared. Oh, my God. They Don't no, they know they have, about Night Beast? They have no idea what they're talking about. Don't they know? They have no idea what they're talking about. Siobhan. Come on. Come on. Anyways. Anyways, uh, one more here. Let's go with uh, Piccolo Sam Rudolph. Oh, of course. Uh, one star. They say F got 
way too many times for me to be even remotely comfortable while watching this. There's a there's a few. Um. Okay, let me tell you about Piccolo Sam. Okay. Uh, bio. Call me Sam. That's why it's in quotes. We've talked about this person before. Oh, have we really? I think so. Man, this is a lengthy bio. I think you did it. I, I find that weird, though, the Call Me Sam. Yeah, we've talked about Move on Rouge, Lady for the Day, The Lure. Yeah. They just gave Elvis three and a half stars. Huh. Do you think they like that he's white scene? Do you think they like that? I bet they liked it. They have starred Norbit. Norbit's a good movie. Norbit's better than half of the Criterion films. You know? You know? So that's good. <laughs> that's that so that's that did you get any uh half stars for take two and a half oh i could look up who loves it or who loves it perhaps yeah let's take a look here who's who's here for it who i'm here for this i'm here for it oh i did this let's find out so let's see here highest first my God, there's like not mm -hmm. that many reviews. Uh, oh, no, there's only like three, three or four five star reviews. Yeah, only if, if a thousand odd people have bothered yeah. logging it. Reviews. It's, that's fine. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And I guess if you were watching it, maybe it'll be more sympathetic. <laughs> okay, we got uh, Egg You Musak. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting until you say that's actually pronounced. Bill. It's actually pronounced Bill. Siobhan. It's built pronounced Bill. Every every letter in the entire word is silent. Okay, wait, wait. Is this on who loves or who hates? Who hates? Sorry, who oh. hates? Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely Bill. Okay, so you, Bill. You, you totally pronounced that wrong, dude. Yeah. Why take something so amazing and make it horrible? Makes you terrified of old age. Uh. <laughs> So, uh, um, it gives music, uh, bio philosopher, unionist, occasional judge of form and content. The revolution will not be televised, but, he <laughs> <laughs> but here's to hoping that film can be prefigurative. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> these people, we didn't even talk about praxis once man. Praxis? Praxis. It, wasn't he a Green Lantern villain? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like a Yellow Lantern, I think. Praxis. He's Praxis. a yellow jar. Yeah, he's yeah, he's full of anger. Yeah, that's Red Lantern's fear. Yeah, it's a yellow jar full of fear and anger. Remember, it's... remember, like how Jordan's fear was a failing. I mean, that's so weak. That's so <laughs> pathetic. Fail all the time. And Who then, gives a shit? Was that weak sauce? Yeah, you know, this weak sauce. It's not even remotely batshit, Jarrett. <laughs> but I'm here for it, regardless. Regardless. Okay. Yeah. How about DNM one and a half stars? So disappointing. The first thirty minutes are captivating, truly funny, and 1968 incarnate. Then it all falls to shit, and apparently no one can tell. But the beginning is purposeless. Wow. Purseless. That's good. So this person is offer of the 100 best films to rent that you've 
never heard of, and A Girl and a Gun, The Complete Guide to Film Noir, Jarrett. So uh, I'm going to look up the 100 best films to rent that you've never heard of. Let's see if we've heard of any of these films, Jarrett. Let's see. What are uh, what are some films on here? Uh, have you heard of Jaws, Jarrett? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not on here. Oh, I'm looking up a Michael McNeely. Uh, appreciated that acting was taken seriously, as well as the Q&A portion. Director need not be God. I mean, yeah, all right. All right. That, that Amazon page had no... Uh, no looks at what was in there. Michael McNeely's a film critic. Oh, Jared. God damn. For AMI audio and other publications. Shit. Also a programmer of some film festivals. Some. A, a programmer of some. <laughs> Not all of them. Yeah, this guy looks like someone who's been writing Batman for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, is a way to put that. Yeah. Really... Like he genuinely, he, he does look like a JT4, kind of. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This guy gave Lost Highway a half a star. That's pretty neat. Neat. <laughs> pretty neat. Yeah. Like, what else did they get? I don't know. It's ratings. Ratings and stuff. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Any final thoughts on Symbio? I mean, I think those those film bros who are really into it, I think they got to relax like Steven Soderbergh. I think he's got to cool it a little bit. Hey, it's but... a generational thing too, I think. Is is that apply to sepia tone as well? Yeah. That's a generational thing? Yeah, sepia tone. Sepia tone. That's perfect pronunciation. You ever heard of Siobhan? Mm-hmm. I do now. You do now. You do now. Yeah. So anyways, that's cool. Movies. Move cinema movies break down those walls yeah after the break mm-hmm. uh, tits oh didn't see it coming what kind bouncing oh shit over there point the point the podcast at it who she's on a horse yeah, she was on a horse, actually. No. But I'm not a pervert. Well. It's like, well, you know, people say that. They have to. There's, there's probably a reason. I mean, I don't think anyone would say you're not. No. Do you know what I mean? Eh, fair is fair. Yeah. When you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to 
Lord Shade, do you think it would have been a cool idea to have everybody on the, the Discord on one feed all simultaneously trying to record the podcast? And that would have been the episode? And then people would ask us, is, should we be more like this? And we go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah, just do whatever, I guess. Like, hit, did someone hit record? Someone hit record. Has anyone been recording this the whole time? Uh, that would have been a way better way to uh, do this episode. I think Bill Gates would have been proud with mm-hmm. that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's delete this. We'll try again next week. All right. Well, yeah. we'll try again next week. So, in the meantime, you can email us at criterionincrease at gmail.com. And I don't fucking know. Where else? What? <laughs> Where else can they email us? Well, they can email us at YouTube. <laughs> Oh, yeah, how's the YouTube doing? Beautiful. Best Is it ever. booming? Oh, my favorite was last week when uh, Apple Podcast didn't uh, post the episode until I manually went in and refreshed it, and then it showed Why? up like five minutes later. I don't know, because it sucks. They need to get more Bill Gates in their life. Hmm. Well, Bill Gates invented Zoom. Remember Zooms? <laughs> Zooms. We wouldn't have these problems on a Zoom, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, we're on Facebook, too, if you want to email us at facebook.com yes. you can message us at letterbox.com I'm jerkin uh, we're on soundcloud.com stitcher.com itunes.com uh, tumblr play.com tumblr.ca glizzy.com glizzy yeah meatchase.com <laughs> do you think that oh, I, I was gonna say do you think that exists I can't google that yeah you, you, you maybe not uh, yeah. But hey, RJ. Next yeah. next week, some more documentaries. More. No. Hey, remember that thing you liked thirty years ago? We're going to do it all over again. I'm not even kidding. Like, how is this possible? It's the Beals of Grey Gardens from 2006. Uh, we've already watched that, Jared. But, but no, this is the 2006 remake or like follow up by the Maisel brothers. <laughs> She. The question is, do we need to rewatch Grey Gardens in preparation for the no? No. What do you want to see that lady cooking corn on a hot plate again? Yeah. Because that's all it's gonna be. Because you'll be screaming, "Use the air fryer!" <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. I would. Come on. Yeah, thirty-one years after the fact. After we recorded that first episode, yeah, you mean? Exactly. The Beals, they're back. Which, in what form? Zanier than ever. Pog form? Mm, probably it will be in Pog form. It just might. It just might be. It just might. Uh, something to look forward to uh, is this guy over here gets to have a, a free holiday. Who? But not you. Not you, me. Why do you get a holiday? Because I'm a good guy. What, am I recording by myself next week? No, I'll be here, but I won't be here. I'll get it that free Monday. I get a long weekend. Oh. And you don't. You know what that means? That means you're complacent in uh, colonialism. So, yeah, enjoy, buddy. <laughs> I will. Enjoy. Where yeah, I will be I doing will. the heavy work on truth and reconciliation, all right? <laughs> all right. Yeah, colonial Jared over yeah, here. I'll be, I'll be sleeping in. Yeah, just under the Queen's watch and 
in arm. Well, under watchful eye in heaven. I love the Commonwealth. All right. I'm all, when I get my free, when I get a day off with pay, I love it. I mean, that's kind of cool. Is that what the Commonwealth is about? That's what it's about. Damn. It's about being mooches. Damn. Damn. Good night. Um. Yeah.